Ayo. What's up, my dude? Bong for bong, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was What's up, buddy? I fucking missed you, man. I miss you too, dude. I had that in the back pocket for like three weeks now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bong for bong? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I just got it. I didn't get it the first time. I just thought it was a funny thing to say. I'll, I'll admit that. But the second time, no, I got it. <laughs> oh, fuck, Bong, I think, would have appreciated that, too. He seems like <laughs> he seems like the fucking coolest. Uh, he absolutely does. Do you follow Edgar Wright on Instagram by any chance? I thought I might have used to. I got to check. I'm going to follow him right now. Oh yeah, no, he's a good follow, but um, every uh, all around the Oscars, Edgar Wright was just posting pictures and like stories about him and Bong like being friends for like years. I'm like, this is the friendship I didn't know I like needed. That's awesome. Yeah, it's probably it's probably so wholesome too. Oh yeah, it, it's like the two of them just like hang out and talk about like movies and shit, and like go out and get drinks. And there's just like a lot of pictures of the two of them just kind of like mimicking like poses and shit it, yeah it's real it's it's real real wholesome that's great yeah i'll check it out yeah man oh dude what's up what's new how are you are a we, lot um you're you're rolling you're speeding right oh i've been rolling since the bong dude dude hell yeah <laughs> that's what the, I, that might be the name of this episode bong for bong <laughs> but anyway oh, shit have you been my dude uh, I've been quite well. Things are going well. Hell yeah. Um, Oscars were crazy. Um, yeah. The uh, haven't seen a whole lot of movies. Seen a couple though that yeah, we should talk about. Hell yeah, man. We're we're gonna. Um, I didn't get a chance. Yeah, the last episode we did was the Oscars, and I forget what I've seen exactly since then. I think we're we might be a little out of sync again, but I think this is gonna be a general kind of catch up one. But like. Oscar picks, you and Tom were a lot more accurate than me, I think, overall. I think uh, I didn't get a chance to watch, but like, I'm so happy that fucking Parasite won so much. Fucking swept. I don't think, did they actually sweep? They might have not won some random things, but... It got best foreign language, and for the first time ever, foreign language movie won best picture. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, they're good. <laughs> like it does. Like he got original screenplay too, right? Yes, original screenplay, director, foreign language, best picture, and did, did not. Uh, he won five. I, was it five? I'm gonna look it up. Um, so so awesome that it won Best Picture. I didn't think it would just because I was like, they got foreign language locked down. I feel yeah, and that's never happened. But that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Super but, stoked on that. Yeah, I know. I uh, it was the best thing by a mile. That's what I kept. kept it really saying. was. And I had seen Gemini Man that week. <laughs> Keep in mind. Keep in mind, I did happen to see Gemini Man that week, which is. The the not as good Will Smith, like, I don't know. Bad Boys for Life is basically the same thing. I don't want to spoil it, though. But I think saying that spoils it. So, whatever. Oh, shit. Um, so, let me... Won four Oscars. I thought won five. Okay. It won, yeah, foreign, best picture, directing, mm-hmm. and screenplay. Word. Um... 
Dude, we're so good. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt won. I have not. Hell yeah, dude. Which is like deserved because he had a good year. And I, I keep going back to it and I bought it and I haven't watched it again yet. But Br- fucking Brad Astro. Like, I keep thinking about how much I'm like, fuck, that was a good ass movie. And he. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking at the pin right now. <laughs> I forgot we got IMAX pins for that. We're it's on my desk. Fucking space cadets. Uh, yeah, dude. We're part of the Brad Astor Tommy Lee Jones force. <laughs> Fucking Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, uh, uh, shit. Sean, um, could you make a case for Tommy Lee Jones being obsessed with finding alien life in Ad Astra? is actually a spin-off. It is actually the Men in Black 2 we never got, where the Neuralizer didn't take, and he <laughs> then starts pursuing a goal of space exploration in order to find alien life. This just dawned on me. <laughs> My dad's name is Kevin. <laughs> he was in a coma for years before he... His coma. I love that. His his coma is where I got my low resting heart rate from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) Although Ad Astra is also a movie that's about like, yeah, the universe is really big, but you gotta just keep it small just to stay sane, man. (laughs) Like, anyway, it's true. It's true. Apocalypse Now in Space. It's really good. Um, Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, Men in Black. That too. Uh, no, I was thinking uh, Brad Astra. Um, yeah. Well, everyone's listened to our app, so they know by now. True, true. If you yeah. haven't, go check it out. Yeah. Um, it's our Tango and Cash and Ad Astra episode, I think. <laughs> oh, fuck. 2019 was a great year for film. We did finally uh, catch Ch- Tango and Cash after all these years. Yeah. And, uh, I'm surprised that didn't win best... It didn't do a parasite. It didn't win best foreign language because if you told me that wasn't written in English and then was put through a translator, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd watch an action movie. Wow, dude. What? Like, I that's so. That's a great description of that. Yeah, it's fucking wild. None of the sentences, none of the lines make sense to each other. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, can I... Sean texted me the other day a screen grab um, from his phone. I, can I delve this? Because this is really more your thing. You can you can tell. No, 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 no. You go for it. Go for it. Sean texted me. I want to hear. The, give me your whole story here. Sean texted me the other day, and I, I saw my phone screen, and it doesn't always show me when like the images are attached to the text. All it said was, like, uh, you got you and Gail are looking for looking towards getting a dog, right? Or she's interested in getting a dog. We're we're not really there yet, but okay. she she was just like bored and looking just to see what was around, and that came up. And what was around was two dogs named Tango and Cash, which is fucking insane. And I was like, I was like, I really want to do this, but I want I went from being hesitant about one dog to being like i don't i mean i can't do two <laughs> can't do two especially tango and cash are a handful they're always getting into fucking scrapes high five in each other high five. <laughs> fucking rover my dead body <laughs> i oh, said my dead body hold up hold up i said rover my dead body all right i'm gonna hang my hat up on that one <laughs> 
So I'm disappointed to hear that you did not adopt Tango, neither Tango nor Cash, but ideally they'll find a home. And if not, they're definitely going to go on a fucking cool adventure. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be some sort of monster truck involved. <laughs> Uh, a lot of cocaine yes. and in front of and behind the camera and mm-hmm. maybe maybe a few laughs along the way. I think a lot of laughs. He, he's going to love them. <laughs> he's going to love those two lovable uh, scams. Oh, um, man. So good. Uh, I never got around. I keep meaning to, but Joaquin's insane ramblings of a acceptance speech. I'm like, mm. do I want to watch that, or am I fine just moving on? <laughs> um, I, it was kind of in the vein of Leo's, but probably not as rehearsed. Mm. Um, and it was a lot. It was just a lot to throw at us, but yeah, it was it was good, and it obviously had good intentions. Yeah. Um. And everyone was like, Ooh. I'm like, well, you're you're part of the reason why this is a problem. It's like, well, no one else is going to do it. I'm like, well, that's the tragedy of the commons. It's something I learned in one of my classes. It's like, I, I'm not going to, no one else is going to do it. So why should I? And I'm like, well, literally everyone's saying that. And that's hmm. the problem. So, Interesting. Um, right, so maybe I will watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's just sad. He paints the picture of like the meat industry and mm. um, how how big and like inhumane it's gotten. And yeah, um, yeah. Just try to eat local. I try to. Yeah. Or organic. Yeah, I I usually try and do that. There, there's two supermarkets near me that are like the organic kind of farmers markety kind of places. Mm-hmm. So I usually try and shop there because also I just like them. Mm. But um, you know who also had comments about the meat industry our fucking dude bong who are you gonna say i don't know i I was waiting to hear what you said that's all i got yeah okja does does a lot of okja is ultimately like a meat industry kind of like criticism parable it's real good uh snowpiercer too has a little bit of that boy yeah Oh boy! Oh fucking! He just he just tackles class really well. Yeah, no, he's got a really interesting like perspective on it too. Because yeah. we, we were saying this last episode, just the whole um, global South Korean perspective of it in particular, where I think I, I the dude in the basement is like spoilers, obviously the, the dude in the basement is like so. I do believe that to be just like a hundred. That's all intentional and like North Korean, and it's just I don't I don't know that's. This is one of those half-articulated thoughts that I that I stumbled. No, through. yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, well, they they say directly too in the movie that they the architect built them because of North Korea. So that's right. It's got the real world real world connection to that too. Yeah, and I think they even say the lady like um, the housekeeper uh, um, uh, does a really good impression of like the North Korean like news news agents yeah. or whatever. I'm like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, the state yeah, state yeah. media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting to see, especially now, um, given what's happened uh, in the geopolitical spectrum realm, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Because yeah. um, we have our, obviously, our side of it. And then um, 
it's like yeah you have it's right on their doorstep so yeah like how do they deal with it yeah um it's interesting yeah no it's absolutely interesting absolutely all in all i would say it's a good like i don't think there's anything that was like upsetting fucking darn oh i fucking love that you know what I gotta do? I gotta look up... Okay, so... Okay, I just remembered this. I texted Sean about this uh, a little while ago, and I screen-grabbed it, and I sent it to you and a couple other people. I made up a whole Laura Dern song. And did I do this on the pod? I can't remember. No, I don't think you did. Okay, so I shared it with uh, Kelly while we went to our, our big New York adventure. Jeez, oh, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. It is absolutely worth uh, doing because I was literally singing it all fucking day too. Um, <laughs> when I, when I made it up, because oh here it is, here it is. Oh my god, it's so good. I made up a Laura Dern song that I feel like is is absolutely worth sharing on the on the pod. So, <clears throat> and I still have not seen Marriage Story either. But like, I mean, come on. Uh, and I was talking to somebody at work, too, who was just like, and he said while he was watching, uh, shout out to Russell, uh, he said he was, while he was watching the Oscars, uh, and Laura Dern had her acceptance speech, he was like, and then she walked off to go walk on set of Jurassic World 3. <laughs> and I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> Which we now know is titled Jurassic World Dominion. So, Which I think she revealed? Did she? Did she reveal it on her Instagram post? I think that was the reveal. I think everybody had it. Universal had it. The Jurassic World one. Trevorrow. Chris Pratt. I think everybody... Like, the slate? Yes. Yeah, I think I think everybody had that. Okay. But, you know... I, see, I guess she's the only one I follow out of everyone. I guess that's probably why. <laughs> I think I follow Universal. I'm going to do a tangent after this about Jurassic World that is relevant, I think. But I, I do want to talk to you about it, because I think it is great. But anyway, here's my Laura Dern song. Dern, talking about one tall lady. Dern, performances drive us crazy. Dern, her word has... Er, what is it? Her word has given her tons of clout. Dern, there's only one woman I want to talk about. Dern! <laughs> I was, like, walking around, like, at... <laughs> I was walking around like at work, just going darn. Talking about one tall lady, darn. Performances drive us crazy, darn. That that beginning part is far eclipses everything else that follows. But like, it's it's it was very catchy when I made it up to myself. I'm gonna write uh, guitar to it, and we'll do it as a our darn talking to uh, That's the, intro. Yes, yes, that is so good. We're going to be a clip show now, guys. A clip show of bits that we made up like two weeks ago. and then we Roll roll the clip. Roll the clip. Darn! <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put it in. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to slip on a lot more. Like, I would love to have a sound effect board. Uh, forget what I, I was... want. I would like to write a theme song. That's why I was asking about the bits, because I was going to like go All through right. our bits in the lyrics of the theme song we've talked about this before and i really wanted to do it to the tune of the schumacher batman theme <laughs> sean and andrew talking about movies and sometimes other stuff too come on download is um question do is Beethoven? Does someone own that music? 
Because huh. I was going to do Sean and Andrew talk about movies and sometimes other stuff. Ooh, that's like... It just works. Do you remember there was old commercials for stars? Movies, movies, <laughs> movies. Yep. <laughs> I haven't yep. thought about that in years, but that, I think, is how I know that song. Um, I think it's how I was introduced to it, too. I have no idea. Is Beethoven in the public domain? Maybe Charles Grodin owns the rights now. That's a reference to the Beethoven films. Um, or is it Andrew Lloyd Webber, who also uh, wrote songs for cats? Segway, we're going to catch up. Holy shit. Sean, tell me everything you thought about cats. Because we, unfortunately, I think we I jumped the gun and we had a text conversation around it. And this was also like a couple weeks ago. But I, I let's really have remember. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, so context, we went to a rowdy screening at the Alamo draft house out only here. Way, only way to do it. Amazing. So worth it. Yeah. Um, uh, people, they had like cat themed drinks. Unfortunately, all of them were like milk slash cream based. So I was uh. like, oh wait, hold on. I should change my microphone settings. Shouldn't I? Which one should it be on the heart? I always forget. Yeah, it's the one that's a heart or a butt. Oh, it was on the heart. Never mind. Um, the uh, so I couldn't have any of those, but it was like white Russians, basically, you know that kind of stuff. Still, um, so I just had like a beer, and um, we like kind of pre-gamed before it, so Good. we were like the perfect amount of weird for it, and Good. um. People were dressed up in like full cat onesies with cat makeup, and like they ran, they ran the thing. Were they going for gasps? They were going for laughs. Laughs are cheap, laughs? but they went for them. They got them. It's good. Um, they. <laughs> um, I so. The, the, the actually i had a really good bit i had a really good joke the lights went down you can like hiss meow purr oh, you could you oh, could shit. sean froze oh no wait there we go okay are we am i back all right yeah, so the rules you had a really were you, good bit you said you were you were allowed to like do things to the screen like you could like yell and like hiss and meow and do all this kind of shit you couldn't like actually talk you could have like a word or two exclamation like yelling or whatever uh, and then you would have to if people are there seeing it for the first time you can't not yeah so they uh turned the lights down and i just let out a little meow and everyone just started dying and uh uh the first two th- they didn't show any trailers they showed PSAs from like the 80s Cats Broadway about like not doing drugs and man I gotta find them and send them to you cause they are insane holy shit it's just a bunch of cats doing their thing and they're like drugs are bad and like it's, it's so take weird. it from me rum tum tugger <laughs> basically yes the cat that likes to fuck It's it's basically that, yeah. and so they showed two of those, and then they rolled the movie. That's and the right; those are the right choices. But yeah, it was really fucking good. It was. I was like, okay, I'm 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 on board. That's when I knew I was like into this. Um, uh, all right, and oh, oh boy. all right. So the movie starts, and it's just nightmare fuel for the like start to finish. 
nightmare. I had nightmares let's, that night. Not even fucking kidding. Let's let's um. I wonder, you know, okay, so I have a question, and I, I don't know if you would know this, but I'm curious if Alamo Drafthouse would keep the original cut, because they might have it. Like, you know, like, I'm curious if they would, just to, like, fuck with people more, this, I, this just dawned on me, the, the finished special effects, quote-unquote. So, I will tell you one thing, some characters, like, blatantly just have hands, like, there's no fur at all on them. Well, it might have been the... But I also thought that there was, like, an artistic choice to that, because it's, like, some cats just were more realized than others, like, some... especially background cats, but even, mm. even like, Judy Dench, like, she's got a ring on. Like, she has her fucking, like, wedding band on no, or some shit. No, I think that's the unfinished one. Okay. I think Judy Dench's wedding ring was, like, one of the things, oh, that's fucking great. If the Alamo Draft House did the, the original, like, the, the version 1.1 or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, fucking respect there. Okay. Okay. Let, I want to walk this. Okay. So I, as we know, I've seen it twice and I, there was, there's actually a screening tomorrow night. There's a midnight madness screening in the city. I, I just, I'm going to have to like give it a little bit. Like it's too much. Uh, <laughs> and the songs do yeah. burn, bur- burrow their way into my ears, which I don't like, but the, um, okay. Let's break down the first 20 minutes. Cause I think the first 20 minutes are relentless uh it's well it's like the most in the that amount of time like that's like the most they pack into like 20 minutes and uh, there's like yeah. a shitload of characters and a shitload of songs mm-hmm. and um, yeah rebel wilson shit yep yep okay that's okay okay that's so, you told me you told me that that's where it like it takes a turn and i was like waiting for it and i was just like oh shit I, it's truly indescribable is it not I I Rebel Wilson like full what sp- Rebel Wilson like full spread eagle scratching her stomach and like licking herself she's like while scratching cockroach her men dry, walk by like okay so let's okay let's the first scene the first number is like weirdly menacing and mm-hmm. there's like a part where they're like you can fly through the air and one of the cats jumps and the physics of it are so fucking wrong it's so great that's where i think people like cuz i saw this not in rowdy screenings the first time i saw it was like with a bunch of my comedy friends so like we were just all fu- like we we went knowing it was going to be a fucking you, debacle you kind of, you kind of controlled the room cuz you just outnumber everyone there else too there was like 20 of us and i'm yeah. pretty sure there was a couple people who were like there in like a cat like shirt or something who seemed to be genuinely excited and apparently they when we like cuz we were in the hallway afterwards was like holy shit uh, and they apparently walked by glaring at us but the second time i saw it i saw it with kelly and she we walked in a couple minutes late and she as we sat down she's just staring at the screen just like jaw drop just like huh, huh, huh. and then i was and then she leaned over and told me she hadn't even seen a trailer and then i actually genuinely got concerned where i was just like oh oh no this was new year's day and we had already been like out and about a lot like we've we were both really tired i was just like i don't know what this is gonna do to you like um, oh no in that screening, people were a lot more quiet, but I knew what to look for, so I was just, like, cracking up, and I was just watching her reactions. I was like, this is great. Um, the, But people, like, people eventually turned. Like, the last, like, tw- the last 20 minutes, every time Junie Dench was on screen, everybody laughed. Every time. Like, every fucking time. Which we'll come back to. But uh, 
that first number is weirdly menacing. Uh, and it's but it's like kind of fun. There's weird energy, but it's also just hitting you with so many things. Where you're just like, ugh, ugh. and then yes, then the next one I think is the weird thing where they try and explain the naming conventions, which make no sense. Where they're like, cats have three different names, and it's like, wait, what? I don't even remember that fucking song. It's not. It's it's like a chant. Is that um, Idris Elba show up, or is he okay. right after that? So. He Let's, literally, he did, out of nowhere, just fucking poofs. Like. He's like Nightcrawler. He can bam for around. Uh, but, okay. Oh, geez. I'm trying to, like, think about all these things that I tried not to tell you. But now I'm just like, well, now let's fucking talk about it. So, and it's been a little while since I've seen it. But the, I just remember his, everyone's doing the opening number where they're all around the main, the main cat, Victoria or whatever. And... He bamps uh, up above everything, and he's magic, because magic exists in this fucking movie. Uh, and he looks down at everyone dancing, and he just and, the, and he goes, what? And there's, like, enough of a beat after. And then it's like, what? And it's so funny, where the first number, Idris Elba, who is a magical cat, who changes, like, the fucking posters and the world around him to, like change from Moriarty to McCavity it's like to signify that he's the villain which is sure he literally stops looks at what's going on in the movie he's in and just goes what like what the fuck like is he the audience surrogate now I don't I don't know like I think they just they got a line of Idris Elba when they told they showed him like the rendering on set and he's just like what you think the rendering was done while they were shooting? This? You know when they like show you like concept art on set to like give you an idea of like you know on like I, the Avengers, so they know what yeah. everything looks like. That's what they did. I think they did. I think they do that on the Avengers, where they can say, "Mark Ruffalo, you're this is what the Hulk is gonna vaguely look like as you're kind of doing your actions and stuff like that with everyone else in the like everyone else on on set too. That's what like the the geometry and the size differences and stuff. This is what it's kind of going to equal out to. I do not think they were able to do it on set for this. There's no way. There's no fucking well, way. They probably had no idea what they were doing. Yep. Did, did they did they just film them in normal clothes? Like I I'm pretty sure. I I think they painted their faces cuz like I he they didn't talk a lot about it and I it feels like they painted their faces which is probably why their faces are kind of weird and like so it, it it's it's like their faces are like a couple like a frame or so off yeah. of the rest of the movement of the head. So I'm I'm moving my hand in front of my face, but like a little bit faster than like my my face. Like mm-hmm. keep, keep it's there. like slightly lagging behind the rest of the body. It's real bizarre. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, but and these are literally the it was a ninety million dollar movie with the choreographer from Hamilton. They're it's literally the best dancers in the world. The, to mocap all that shit and like I, I don't I don't know you, you I don't think I'm pretty sure they didn't do it right but um anyway they definitely didn't do it right oh, no. um so, <laughs> so then the they go from the, this weird like chant where it's like a cult indo- indoctrination and then they go to the rebel wilson thing which is a carnival of horrors that happens so fucking quickly at you where it starts out as a pretty fun song where it's like, oh shit, Rebel Wilson's kind of having fun. I was yeah, like, she's having a good time. Yeah, she's having a good time. She's pretty good. I was also like, I've never heard her sing, but I was like, okay, she's you know pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
And then she talks about how she catches mice and makes them sing in a band. And these unfinished, rendered mice children appear. Which look like... They look like Grom from Tim and Eric, kind of. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Grom? It, 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 it does look like something out of Tim and Eric. It's that bad. Yep. It, it looks like Tin Toy. They're almost like Tin Toy, like the the Pixar short. Like the, it's so rudimentary where it feels like it's like a previs. It It looks like when they... <laughs> When they do like, uh, is it Conan who does the mouth person? <laughs> Where they like, is it is it Conan or I, I know it's, uh, it's like the pirate in the beginning of SpongeBob. Uh, it's like yeah, no, yeah but I think Conan Conan used to do that because I remember he'd always do Arnold who would just shout about like his movies, but he'd always be like, I would freeze them with my freezer, eh? And he would just pick, like, the dumbest fucking Arnold. He would, yeah. ref- he would, ref- he would shout about, like, the rise of the machines. <laughs> <laughs> also, first de-aging, didn't realize. I didn't realize that either. Sean sent me that the other day. Apparently, that Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, was the first time somebody was digitally de-aged, and the only reason people know that is because one frame wasn't rendered properly. Which they fixed in the DVD, which is like pretty. I think it's pretty cool and pretty interesting. That mm-hmm. and it was kind of kept under wraps for like at least three years after that. Because I think X Men: The Last Stand is when they first really did it. Well, yeah, when they like used it as a tool rather than a, or they used it as like a plot point rather than a tool. Yeah, because they were also saying in the article, it's like they've probably been doing it for much longer than we realize. But it's more of like a let's not let anyone know that we DH Tom Cruise or, or whoever. But but it's it's Tom Cruise. Like, we all know it's Tom Cruise is getting DH'd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Him and probably um I don't know. I wanna say Michael Sarah. Who's a who's a little cherub? Who's a little cherub of a man? Michael Sarah. I don't fucking know. Probably Robert Downey Jr. for sure, because he's Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was cool. And that like made sense yeah. for Terminator three too. Where it's like, yeah, no, he would have to. He's supposed to be a little younger, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's supposed Terminator. to be supposed to And then they were then they were just like, Oh yeah, his skin ages. Because we just gotta put Arnold back in one of these fucking movies. <laughs> Let's not go down. Did you see Dark Fate? I forget. No. No. Uh that's a movie where Arnold has to kill the like Arnold kills the thing at the end, the the evil Terminator. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. But narratively, it doesn't make sense. Arnold comes in in, like, middle act two, maybe act three-ish. It doesn't make sense other than, like, a vanity thing for him to do deal the finishing blow to the Terminator. It's all about a new person, uh, this woman, Danny, who's going to be the hero of the Resistance. And it's not even... And it's not because it's going to be her child that, like, um, is going to be the, the new John Connor. She's just the new... She's she's the new John Connor, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she's proves very capable throughout the entire fucking movie. And like her whole arc would her arc, like she didn't she doesn't kill the Terminator at the end. So it's like most of the point. OK, we're just going to step on this. Like this was almost had that happened. It would have, I think, been an actual like satisfying movie. It's similar to like Rampage. I don't know why I've been thinking about Rampage recently, probably because of Sonic. But like Rampage could have been a real movie. But they didn't kill the gorilla at the end. It's like, well, if you killed that fucking gorilla, like, it, which was mm. supposed to die, apparently, in the original script, and The Rock was like, I don't do sad movies, brother. And then I was like, 
Anyway. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think the Terminator franchise just needs to die. Like, they gotta, yeah, they We're, gotta stop. Do one, do a, I'd love to see, like, a Blumhouse one. Go back to that. I think Blumhouse could probably do an interesting one. Where it's literally yeah. just, uh, strip it down, not, we don't need a, a crazier liquider metal fucking thing like it's just shut up with that just make it like a horror movie where this like unstoppable machine monster man is chasing you and trying to kill you oh you mean like what the original one was yeah and what the second one still at its core was yeah yeah okay yeah. uh anyway back to cats speaking of unstoppable killing machines Rebel wilson <laughs> then also unleashes a bunch of cockroach people that march around that fucked me up, dude. That was where I was like, I think I grabbed my like armrests during that part. Because the shots too are also like hard to. There's one where I think the camera does like a, it does like a, it flips itself upside down in the shot. Yes. But yeah. th- there's also the giant versions of the cat people like looking at them, and like Rebel Wilson is like picking up cockroaches and eating them. It's true, like. If I were to describe this to you, Sean, if you were on drugs, you'd be so fucking scared. <laughs> like, it's horrifying. I was like, I was like, what the? F-? And they look like they look like fucking worse than ants from the movie Ants. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like that bad. It's insane. And then Rebel Wilson unzips her skin to reveal a cocktail dress underneath. And you're like, okay, sure, okay. Like, you can be like, okay, well, uh, you already said magic exists in this world, right? <laughs> Later in the movie, she uses that ability again to slip out of some chains. <laughs> because this movie's also, like... <sighs> there's it has this, rules, uh, kind of. But then it's also, like, almost a Nightmare on Elm Street movie sometimes. Because then Idris Elba shows up and, like... He gives, like, one or two characters, like, weird, ironic death scenes, but everything's Halloween lit, where it's, like, red light coming from underneath stuff, and he's, like, magic, and it's, like, weirdly, like, a ni- and there's synth, so it feels like a Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. <laughs> it just needs to be in a boiler room, that's the only thing that's missing. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And but- then he, he, like, takes, he takes Rebel Wilson and James Corden to, like, cat purgatory or something like they're they go they go on a boat where ray winstone who plays a character called growl tiger i forgot about ray winstone ray winstone is so funny he's like growl tiger like i told i was with tom who was on the last episode he was with me when we saw this we were like what did i was like i was like oh he was just like he kind of just was silent after it he was and I felt kind of I was like, I think I broke Tom. Uh, um, I, I can picture that. We'd be like, okay. <laughs> I I leaned over to him, and I, as soon as I heard him, I was like, I think that's Mac from, from Crystal Skull. <laughs> and then he looked at me, and I was like, I think it's the Irish guy from The Departed. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to, I forgot who I was talking to for a second. He watches actual films. So I was oh, like, come on. No. Nah. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't lower himself to uh, the movies we watch. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I it was still... just. It was an obscure enough reference where I was like, "It's the guy from fucking Departed that kills himself." Wait, so you're a double double agent? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
What are you, a triple agent? Yeah, that's what it is. I couldn't fucking remember. Dude, it's fucking Spielberg. Jones. Oh, yeah. Spielberg not doing Indy 5, which... Fine. Might not be the worst thing. No. Also, Honestly, it needs a shot of adrenaline, and I think James Mangold is the perfect amount of adrenaline for that movie. He's an interesting choice, but also... Why do it? <laughs> that it does take kind of some of the air out of it a little bit. It's like if it's it's almost just as it's just as much his as it is Harrison Ford's and George Lucas's for that matter. Um, oh, do you think Georgie Georgie Porgy Georgie Porgy's probably completely out then, right? I don't know. I have no idea. He was he's like there's like a ton of footage of him on set during Mandalorian, so clearly he's like not super anti-Lucasfilm still, you know? Like, he's still down to dip his toes in a little bit. Yeah. I hope... So, I don't know. I hope old Georgie... um, Excuse me, I'm very mucusy right now. I'm sure that's great on Mike. But the... I hope old Georgie still has, like, a... Some kind of involvement. I think it'd be good just to keep anything original. Because Harrison Ford probably doesn't fucking care. He's in that movie with the CGI dog, which has blown my mind that there's a guy who plays that dog. Well, I saw that Dan Stevens was in it, and then I found out he wasn't the dog, so I was like, I'm not seeing that. I was like, if you're not going to make my man Dan Stevens some kind of dog man in any movie he's in. Sean. Circling back to cats. Uh... There's a scene. Okay, so we get the cockroach people, we get the mice, and then there's a scene later on where there's a dog that is off screen that's like barking at pe- at them. How badly did you want a dog person to run and like have the characters get out of there and then cut back to that door getting burst open and a dog runs in and goes and then kind of looks around and it's a it's a dog human and that's that's literally the gag and then it just can kind of like leave. Played by Tim Allen. That was gonna be my question. Who do you want to play the dog? Tim Allen. You want lock to lock be- it in? Okay, it's good. We'd be like, because not not only is it home improvement, you get a little shaggy dog reference thrown in there too. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I am so mad at you. Shut the fuck. I fucking hate you. Oh boy, yeah, that's. I was gonna. Like, I have no better answer. Than that. <laughs> Fucking shit. Or someone, or like go left, go like the other end of it, and get like John Ham or somebody. John Ham would do it. Like, yeah. he would oh, he's not definitely not above doing that shit. He'd probably love it. He'd probably be like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Five hundred thousand dollars for a day? Yeah, why not? Fucking Rudd. Rudd. Oh, Rudd. <sighs> what? Well, we got to do a game where it's like you got to pick the dog that the person's playing, too. How about that? Like, Rudd would be a golden retriever, probably. Yeah, he would. Ham would be like a... Like a Great Dane. Something like that, but like a, like one that's like very well-groomed. Like, probably like cropped ears. Like, like a, a German Shepherd. Not quite a German Shepherd, but like a prize like Doberman-type mm. dog or like something like that. Um, Cillian Murphy would be a husky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, shaggy dog, Tim Allen, obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That that is the that is the litmus which which we must spiral back from. I don't think litmus is the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, Jesus. 
Michael Fassbender. Fucking Fassbender. Where has he been? Where has Fassbender been? Doing X-Men movies every two years. Oh, fuck right. Dark Phoenix was a movie. Oh, yeah. Huh. I saw some of Assassin's Creed. We watched all of Assassin's Creed on Netflix, which I remember like two days ago while I was on my my trip abroad for work. Mm -hmm. And I brought that up to somebody yesterday and today where I was just like, remember that? We just put that whole thing on and it happened. And none of us even knew what was happening or why or... And it just kind of ended. I, I remember that. <laughs> Is, I heard apparently he's like not in the assassins world that much, right? No, they do a lot where it's like the future world shit. Like I don't, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Jeremy Iron shows up at one point. Like I, I literally was like, I don't know what this is. It's, it's a weirdly. And sometimes I like this, but it's a movie that is very devoid of dialogue where I was just, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but there was like stretches where I was just like, visual, visual storytelling. That could be good though. I mean, exactly. But in this case, I was like, nah. why is this so quiet? <laughs> like, yeah. This is supposed to be a dumb fucking video game movie with Marion Coltyard and fucking Fassbender and Jeremy Irons. Like, come on. That should have been. Way better. Know. Yeah. Anyway, is Sonic is Sonic the best video game movie? Is it like the most successful it's, and like? Do you want to circle back to that? I what? Else? I don't know. Well, all right. So yeah. cats. What cats? Well, all right. I just remember. I I also haven't seen it in like a year or a month, which feels like a year. Yeah. Um. Because it also took me. It's like one of those movies that when I walked out of, I just kind of like went blank. And then the next day, I was like, Wait, what the fuck did we just watch? I was like, we just saw that. That yeah. was the thing that happened to us. Is it one? Of the, I feel like it's one of those ones where you can just kind of be like, remember when like Idris Elba would teleport people away? And he'd go, meow. <laughs> except, <laughs> it, except the one time where he went, McCavity. <laughs> name and it's truly the funniest fucking thing in the world what about what about when ian mckellen's just licking the bowl he's like standing up straight standing up tall and there's a bowl like at his chin height and he's just like okay 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 we gotta talk about everything that ian mckellen and judy did okay okay we gotta talk about the ian mckellen little chunk so there was a tweet from the first storm of tweets that came out when the movie first screened where one of them was there's a moment in Cats where Ian McKellen looks up and yells, yam, 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 yam. I was not prepared for that. I think that was the moment my soul left my body for good, I think is what the tweet was. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And then in the movie, it over-delivers on that tweet. He goes, yam, 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 yam. It's fucking wild. He is truly great. He is doing some heavy face acting, but it's like... I could fucking watch Ian McKellen as a weird CGI Catman being a, a drunken theater bum, basically. Who's like... Yeah, he's like, I'm putting on a show. He's had a storied career. He can fucking switch it on. He can play anything, but he's just a drunk, and he's just never been able to get out of, like, doing basically, like, local kind of theater like you know like like do performing in like just like one city and there's like he has a line in the song where he's just like 
I could like basically like I'll go to the bar and tell you about all the stories and shit if you pick up the tab where it's just like, yeah, I'll be your drinking buddy for, uh, you know, if you pay for it. Like it is that's a it's a good number. And it's just a lot of Ian McKellen face acting. And Judy Dench is laying in a big cab. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. And she looks like Garfield. <laughs> but she's just so stout and furry. She's the scene where she walks in. Her legs are like literally like ice cream. Cones. <laughs> and they just kind of stumble and she slowly walks. <laughs> it's so funny. But she watches Ian McKellen's thing and she enjoys the performance so much. She kicks up her one leg and basically just like stretches her fucking like vag out for him. It's fucking crazy. And she's like smiling. She's loving it. She's horny for Sir Ian McKellen. This movie is so horny. It's, it's everyone. Everyone wants to fuck. Jason Derulo screams milk. And then hits a milk bar tab, and then milk and cream dump on a bunch of like young girl cats as they lap it up underneath him as he's like sliding around. Are you? It's the fucking horniest movie ever made. It's crazy. Everyone's <laughs> literally. There's not a single frame where someone's not writhing. <laughs> yeah, they like they like walk like that. Do you think this the main actress's career is done? Do you think she just ruined her career? <laughs> I don't think she's particularly good, but also I think her casting and character aren't anything. She's the audience surrogate. I think there's a lot of problematic coding in the movie as well. If you want to do an actual like dive in on that, um, and well, like cults and stuff. Uh, well, it's it a hundred percent is like inducting you into a death cult. Like that. That's literally there's that's not even like subtext. That's just like the fucking text of the movie. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole point is they gotta pick. Everyone's competing to get picked to be sent to the heavy side layer to be reborn. And when they're reborn, they're gonna get to be who they want to be. So like, for example, <clears throat> fucking James Corden can sing about being a fat cat who loves to eat, and he wants to be reborn so he can get fat again. And it's like, okay, Jason Derulo got fixed, so he wants to go and get reborn and have his balls back, I guess, is what Rebel Wilson says. Sure. Um, it's also crazy that in the first half hour, there's two songs about cats that are too fat. <laughs> but some of the coding is weird and some of the casting. Like, I, the main actor, the uh, Victoria is not a Caucasian actress, and she's literally in, like, painted white the entire movie. Mm. And... A lot of the all the characters like hate Jennifer Hudson's character, which and like Idris Elba and Jason Derulo are like very like predatory towards her as well. Like there, there's a lot of like coding where it's just like oh, sometimes it doesn't look good if you start to kind of break it down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we want to leave this in, but the, it, it it's a it, it it's a thing where it's like it's a. F- fun fucking ridiculous movie that's like a big swing and a miss but it's like well what's it actually is it actually saying anything and is it doing anything good with its messaging it's kind of fucking crazy i don't know yeah i it's definitely specific you know yeah it's kind of weird um I will say I think it's cruel for the trailers to have been like and introducing Francesca Hayward where it's like oh oh no sweetie no she's great she's like a good like her dancing because she's a dancer her like dance performance is like fucking good 
Um, well, that part you were talking about when you said there's like a good five to ten minute break in the movie where you kind of do get pulled in, and you're, I'm like, and you're right. I was like, yep. I forgot how ridiculous it was for like a good ten minutes, maybe, and I was like, oh, this is like kind of interesting and good. I think because I think they do the big dance number, and then it's like the Ian McKellen part, and I'm like, wait, is this good? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing horrifying's happened for fifteen yeah. minutes. <laughs> it's like a solid if. If that if they could have kept that tone for the rest of the movie, I think it actually wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. I think yeah, the the dance sequence is truly fucking great cuz again, you're getting the best dancers and the best choreographers that like money can buy, and I think that's when the special effects kind of choices become interesting where it's like motion capturing all these dancers with these CGI like characters over top that's actually like an interesting idea i just don't think none of it's executed well at all and the designs are all fucking horrific so it's like there's it's interesting like because sometimes it's just dance is cool because you can just actually see the expression of the human body in ways that's like oh that's like fun yeah but then the weird uncanny valley stuff i I don't don't fucking know it's it's just fascinating that this movie just snowballed into what it was there are so many people involved in making a movie that like like how did people let this happen how did how how did this get made (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so funny yeah i don't fucking know like tom hooper is prop like he probably just was like, fuck it. I'm getting paid $5 million to make this movie. I don't give a shit. I feel like he, it seemed, it seemed like he wanted to, but like, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know why he did it. I don't know why they let him. That is a good point where it's just like $90 million and this lost, this like significantly hurt like Universal last year. <laughs> where it's like, ooh. Cause they probably lost uh, uh, 80 to 100 million on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Universal out of like the bigger studios it's similar to like paramount now where it's like it doesn't they're kind of struggling in the sense of like their bigger budget stuff like they're they're not doing the 200 million dollar temples but like when they're doing stuff that's in the higher ballpark they're their franchises universal is a little bit better because it has fast and furious in the jurassic jurassic movies um and i think illumination so they're a little bit better but uh like Paramount has like Transformers and Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yeah. And now Sonic. So I don't know. Hey, I mean Sonic. Sonic was a big hit. Um, Did you see it? No, I'm going to probably this weekend. I'm gonna do gotcha. Birds of Prey. Ah! Um, fly through the night. Ah! Um, uh. I, I saw both, so I, I'll circle back to those a little bit. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a, maybe like a, a another catch up this week yeah. or this Hell weekend yeah. or something. Hell yeah! But I might just do a double feature, like one right into the other. Yeah, no, uh, they're they're yeah they're both fine. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I Birds of Prey is. I feel like I don't want to say anything because I don't want to color your expectations any one way. There's a lot of good stuff in Birds of Prey. I wanted to like it more. I think it's my mm. thing there. And like Sonic is not a great movie. It's barely even good. It's just like surprisingly more competent than you'd think. And then there's like certain elements that are like great. And this, frankly, 
a part two would will will be a lot more fun i think is kind of where they leave off where it's like i kind of just want to see that movie instead but all right yeah that's fine yeah um i (laughs) uh what was i gonna say uh birds of prey were you gonna say that um, when idris elba shows up at the end and he's not wearing his big fur coat and he's just in a cat body it's incredibly jarring because it's like what (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because his fur is, is closest startling. to like his skin tone, so it literally just looks like he's naked with like a GI Joe crotch. Yeah. 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 That's all you can say. That's all you can fucking say. I. I just. Oh, yeah. Remember, um, remember when Judy Dench suddenly barrels the camera for the last like five minutes and then tells you the point for... of the movie that is a cat is not a dog. Three separate times, to- four separate times, and they get funnier each time. I, uh, I, we, um, there were people there that had seen it before, so, um, mm. after like the third or fourth one, some guy goes, One more time, and it cuts <laughs> back to her, and I just lost my shit. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Because you think it's going to end, and it's just like, it keeps going, yeah, going, and going. And I'm like, this is the longest two-hour movie I've ever fucking it's sat It's like through. an hour 40, I thought. I thought yeah, it, was it, it felt like three fucking hours, dude. It did. It's um, so good. I could have sat for three more. <laughs> um, Cats is an hour 50, so, yeah. Um, but, f- Jesus Christ, man. I mean, if you add the credits in it is probably like an hour 40 um the (laughs) it's like in uh what movie has a movie or show i think it's family guy when they do all the production company logos (laughs) it's like that but at the end of for like the end of the movie and it's like oh my god come on end this already jesus christ i remember i think it was like specifically summer 2016 had a lot more like foreign like production company logos so there was a couple movies that came out that year where i was like what <laughs> like who, who is this there'd be like three or four like logos i was like we just watched um i love you philip morris and that has like six or seven in the beginning oh yeah that was a pretty good movie it's good. yeah it's good i i was ewan man i've ewan been watching and, a lot of ewan lately ewan and jim who are in two movies you're trying to see that's right. And our standout standouts in both. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see Jim Carrey kind of do 90s Jim Carrey again. And let me tell you, bud, he's doing it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, can can I tell you something about his character that I think should just get you more hyped? Okay. He's the smartest man in the world, so it's Jim Carrey playing an evil dude who's the smartest man in the world. Oh, uh, shit. Like, That's awesome it's great like it's just like oh you can fuck yeah good let him go let him go just just aim him <laughs> Did, uh, fuck yeah dude yeah have you you said you've been watching a lot of you and have you seen dr sleep yet i forget no i might rent that this weekend too i'm, I'm do- all right help me out i i have some questions i want to i might just keep going with Colm wars because i'm on i'm doing the chronological and i'm almost done with season one um i want to do a fast five up till current binge because I haven't seen them, so I kind of want to do that and maybe talk to you about that. I think that'd oh be my, a fun thing to do. That would be okay. So, 
Clone, Clone Wars, I do plan on starting over very, very soon. Um, because they're doing weekly episode it's drops. It's so good, dude. You're still in first season. You haven't even got to yeah. when they redesign the characters, because that's when they're like they age everybody a little bit. So like Ahsoka's yeah. like a little bit older, and then she stops being less like, uh, come on, Snips. Like yeah. he's like, all right, master. It's a lot less like I'm precocious, and more just like I'm dealing with some stuff. It's it's mm. it's good. It keeps getting better. Uh, I could fucking gush. I have ranted about how good that show is a lot. Um, the fast movies. So real quick, Kelly uh, texted me the other day because I gave her my um, Movies Anywhere login, which has all my like digital copies and stuff like that. And she texted me where she watched Hobbs and Shaw and has seen none of the other movies. I did not realize. That's where I'm at, too. I forgot that, that you were in the same boat. Fuck. Dude, like, and I took, like, we talked about, so... Me and her went to New York uh, for Valentine's Day weekend, and then we also saw Jurassic World, the live arena show, which is that thing I said. I, I want to circle back to that at some point because it's worth discussing. But uh, uh, I told her to listen to our episode, which she was like, all right, fuck off, basically. <laughs> She's like, don't tell me to listen to your podcast. But basically, on our bus ride up to New York, we talked f- almost exclusively about how crazy Hobbs and Shaw is, and she took notes about how it's like, she was like, it's so, she was just applying like queer theory to like the entire fucking movie. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I was like, me and Sean talk about this. And I'm pretty sure that in that episode, like, I don't know, we covered a lot of it, but we wanted them to fuck, right? A hundred percent. And we talked about what would happen if, if Vanessa Kirby and The Rock banged. And then we Googled how much does The Rock weigh. This <laughs> 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 is my favorite. I remembered that. Um, oh, shit. Which I bet it's a lot, but the but the point being, she is also interested in doing the same thing. So I'm probably gonna have her on for one of those episodes where it's just like, oh, that'd be fun. 100%. I'll hold off on it too if you want. I'm down for whatever because it's May that that comes out. That fucking trailer's four minutes long, and it shows. I didn't even watch it. I don't want to. It shows if it has more twists and reveals, I I'll be amazed. <laughs> I think they're fine. I think they're going to do twin brothers because I was joking that they should put just like. So I said that to somebody else in like a group chat or something. I'm like, no, I think it still has more stuff. I'm like, what could what could they possibly reveal? Two ludicrouses? Just There's just another ludicrous? Like, why not? Tudicrous? Is, is The Rock's not in it, right? No, he's not in this one. You got Cena. John Cena's the bad guy. Um. Helen Mirren's Delaire, I think. Uh, Charlize Theron is back as uh, the villain that gave her a haircut. Um, she has dreads. She has white lady dreads in eight. Uh, uh. <laughs> Apparently it was her choice, but like... Mm. Dude, those movies somehow, they... <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's it's also it's Charlize. Like, eh, I, I was watching... The reason why I wanted to do it, because I was listening to Unspooled, and Paul Shear was talking about how Marvel kind of took playbook moves from the fast five movie like specifically fast five hmm. and i was like okay like that's because like he said that it kind of shaped how big budget franchise movies are made now uh, i've said for years unironically fast five is one of the best hollywood action movies in the last decade like mm-hmm. it's i have to I give it a shot it's it, honestly it, john wick mad max fury road and Fast Five are the three big Hollywood action, I mean, probably like Mission Impossible, are like, the, the I, I put it in the same ballpark as those. I tr- five is, 
so fun and they do so much like it's 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 a fun fucking movie that's just ridiculous but it also um they do so much practical stuff like Hmm. they augment most of the stunts with cgi opposed to like in eight where it's there it's just cgi shit smashing into each other like yeah six still did it seven did a decent chunk. Eight has a lot less, and Hobbs and Shaw is like, I don't think any of this is fucking real. So, <laughs> no, I don't think they were really even trying to make a Fast and Furious movie. They were just like, let's just fucking yell at each other for two hours and, <laughs> and go to make, Samoa for <laughs> and make twenty million dollars. Go to fucking yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Statham, you want to take a back end on this one? It's gonna make a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you in my real voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's me Jason Statham hey guys is it cool if I do some karate and beat you up British style <laughs> I used to be a diver that's how I got so svelte oh fuck alright just say action <sighs> alright let's do this <laughs> <laughs> That may be the funniest thing you've done on this podcast ever. <laughs> Finally, I've done something funny. Hooray. <laughs> All right, now it's time to fucking do a movie. Sorry, one second. My wife is calling me. <laughs> she doesn't know about this. What's up, sweetheart? <laughs> he's been hiding the fact that he's an American from his wife. <laughs> I would love that. I would fucking love that. If Statham turned out to somehow be an American this whole time, and he was just, like, doing a bit, like, imagine if that story broke. I would literally, it would be the greatest day of my life. (laughs) Give him the Oscar, dude. He's the fucking greatest actor of all time. (laughs) The Academy Award. The Academy Achievement Award goes to Jesus. Well, I'd like to thank the Academy, and, uh... I'd like to thank my agent. He sounds just like me. (laughs) Oh fuck, dude! Dude, um, going circling back though. Uh, yeah, I think we should do some Fast and Furious rewatching. I'm debating um, if I want to go all the way back to one, but I mean five, six, seven, and eight. Is... It takes the turn at five, right? Yeah, I think there's gonna be... so the first one. You know, simple story. You know, undercover. They're stealing. They're stealing like VCRs or some shit. Right? DVD players. It's a, a yeah. undercover cop infiltrating a extreme sports kind of thing the second one i've never actually seen uh the third one i watched online i think kind of drunk and the copy i found had no subtitles so all the scenes with japanese i couldn't i couldn't follow because there was no subtitles so i couldn't make heads or tails yeah you don't need them it's fast and furious look there's a new dk in town that's and that's names for drift king all right um then Fast and Furious, which is the fourth one, I think is the first one I had seen all the way through, and it's stupid as fuck. Like, four is actually sneaky pretty fun, too, because there's a scene where uh, Michelle Rodriguez character... She comes back, right? Everyone comes back from four. So Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, Paul Walker, and Michelle Rodriguez all come back, and the plot centers around Michelle Rodriguez gets murdered in the beginning. Um... While working with some people. I, I saw this one in theaters, actually. 
it's not that bad, but there's there's a scene where Vin Diesel touches some scratches on the ground and he like puts together a crime scene in his brain. It's really fucking. He like figures out. He's like, no, no, no. And it's and so I've always said since that one that he has a supercomputer brain because I'm like, how the fuck could he figure that out unless he's a supercomputer brain? So I've always watched the movies with that lens, and frankly, Sean, I think you should too. Because um, oh, shit. Because there's shit later in the movie where they're driving and they have like wireframe screens of like their cars like driving around. I'm like, that's it. That's how he sees the world. <laughs> it's, it's great. Oh, shit. Because that's the one where they go over the border or yes. something, right? Yeah, oh, I remember that one. He kills the bad guy in four. The bad guy's like up against a car, like a, attacking Paul Walker or something. And Vin Diesel drives his car, pops a wheelie, which is like his main move. And he slams into the car. So, like, the dude's standing here, like, over the hood. And so he pops the wheelie. So, it, like, basically, like, crunches the dude underneath, like, underneath both, right? And Vin Diesel just goes, like, after the car kind of stops, it cuts back to Vin Diesel. He just goes, pussy. And it's, <laughs> like, you don't, I was like, Vin, you don't say that after the way you've just obliterated this man, like, in his physical form. He is in half right now. He's in half and, like, scraped. Like, he's just, like, ugh, he's just meat now. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's it's, it's just a bunch of blood and guts. Yup. Paul Walker's <laughs> just probably, like, getting all that shit and, like, dripping on him. He's like, oh, God. Oh. He's, like, wiping brains off of his face. And then five pulls in Avengers and brings everybody in from all the subsequent, all the other movies um, so it brings a couple select people from. All I think of them. I think that's why I think that's where Paul Shear is getting that from. Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel okay. loves Dungeons and Dragons, and the he applies a lot of D and D things to the Fast and Furious movies. So you, that's like another thing to think about, where it's like maybe that's how somehow Ludacris became their tech guy. Like I don't know. <laughs> Which is my favorite fucking thing in those that Ludacris is like Q. Oh my god. We need a plan B. We need a C D E F. We need more alphabets. <laughs> I think he says an eight when the when the submarine comes up and it's a great it's a real good line. Oh my god. That's yeah. insane, dude. Um Yeah. We should do this is obviously my point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, um nineteen seventeen? Oh fuck yeah. I forgot you saw that awesome dude yeah i was blown away frankly yeah it's real good i i yeah it just fucking constantly moves it's just literally and just the story wise and Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel gimmicky it doesn't feel they didn't do a steady cam the whole time they did different rigs so it's like kind of inventive still even though it's doing kind of the same thing as birdman um yeah no yeah but Fuck man, that movie fucking Deacon's man. It, it like I said, it was Deacon's victory's victory lap. Yeah. Like there's, it's just him just being like, oh, I'm gonna put on a fucking clinic, and then just putting on a fucking clinic where he's just like, yeah, no, it's just I don't know. Let's do one long take action sequence, World War One drama. Like, I I I think I was saying this uh, talking to you guys, but my my biggest problem was it was just a little like, I watched it really fucking tired. We saw it really late, and I think that that hurt my like viewing experience but i i just it was like too video gamey and like 
I don't think it was gimmicky, but I think it was a little video gamey in the sense that like there was the scene in like the mines where it's like, come on, you gotta jump over this hole and like it's like fine, I get it. It just it feels very much like grabbing your hand and just kind of pulling you through the story opposed to letting you necessarily engage with it. That was my that was my thing. And then the whole bit with the milk was just like, you got milk, but don't drink it now. And then it's like the lady with the baby. It's just like, oh, my baby just wants milk. And milk is in red. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> open inventory. Bling, 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 Like, you gave milk. <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Um, that's just my bullshit I love take. the performances. Real good. Um, liked all the British actors just being like, hey, it's me. I'm the guy from fucking Sherlock and Fleabag. I'm in the, I'm here, and I do not want to be here anymore. Fucking that guy's the best. He's great. Where he's he's just so like, good. He's like, yeah, how many fucking days have we been? What day is it? We don't know. We're taking bets on that. Ugh, he's like throws, he like splashes him with whiskey as like a blessing or whatever. It's so, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I like that guy. What's his name? I should look up that dude's name. I can't remember it. I know he plays Paul McCartney in like a Beatles biopic. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it was. I was like, the, I saw a picture of it, and I was like, he does look like Paul McCartney. But he was younger too, so. Hmm. Um, but like, fuck, like that. The, the specific shots that stick out to me, uh, when they cross, when they go into that giant um, crater, and it kind of goes over the water. Mm-hmm. That shot was great, and the Incredible. music, like, it's almost like the music kind of changes at every set piece. It's like its own little, like piece to everything mm-hmm. and like, I, I noted the scene when you were what you talked about um the dream like like when it, the bombed out town lighting and that music where it just pans in and it's so fucking dreamlike and it looks like hell because you just yeah. can't get the shape of the space and it just seems horrifying and scary it's because that shot it just the camera just like moves away from the actor and he's just kind of like lets you just like look at this fucking crazy image for a long time as the music swelling it's no characters it's just kind of like like it, it's so fucking weird i leaned forward and was just like my my, my jaw <laughs> dropped because i literally was just like wow um uh andrew scott is the actor from gotcha flea bag he's also inspector hmm um mm-hmm He's he's C, I think. Yeah, he's he's in MI6 or whatever. Um, is he gonna be in uh, No Time to Die? No. I thought the Phoebe Waller Bridge connection might have gotten him in. Uh, oh. No Time to Die. Apparently, it's the longest Bond movie. It's like an hour forty or something, or two forty, I think. Two forty-five or something like that. Yeah. It might also have like the longest like pre-title sequence, which I'm like, you know what? Fucking sick. Those are those rule. <laughs> And then it just cuts it. Yeah, that's always when it's like, barrel. let's do like a weird short film. Like, give me a Pacific Rim opening. <laughs> it's this crazy prologue. I think that title card hits in like at like 19 minutes or something or like 14 minutes. It's like 15 minutes in. Yeah, it's yeah. like something crazy, but it's so good. P. Yeah. What a what an absurd movie. I just rewatched Casino Royale. Holds up really well. <sighs> like st- super good still super practical mm-hmm. like none of this i was like there's no bad cg in this because there's barely any in it yeah uh, the set pieces um, too are 
I, that airport sequence is like oh it's so good it's really good no one ever talks about that everyone talks about like the parkour chase which is great it's fucking amazing but like it's just so good watching daniel craig just fucking bumble through it too he just runs through a wall that's like that any action scene that can also have such a well and like such a good clear character beat in the middle of it too is like that's that's fucking impressive the marvel movies that might be the one of the marvel movies like biggest strengths is like they just a lot of the action sequences were like, oh, that's also like weirdly a character beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel, I feel yeah. Like good at that. Fucking holds up so well, dude. And mm-hmm. besides like the Nokia phones, there's like straight up Nokia, like, <laughs> like not flip phones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2006. Um, hmm. Fucking that, that opening credits, pre-opening credits. The black and white. Is good too. Yeah. You should know the weight of an empty gun. Or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Super, it's like really grainy and it's sweaty. Is he just brutally killing a man in a bathroom? Like, yeah, and that's the first time he kills, I think. And then the second one's the guy in the, mm-hmm. the guy actually in the, the office. Actually, you need two. <laughs> oh, great, great opening song too. Yeah, Chris Cornell, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Great. No one, not a lot of people talk about that song when they talk about the best Bond themes, mm-hmm. but I, it's definitely one of mine. I had that song on my old MP3 player, and I would listen to it a lot because I was like, "This a fucking the song rules." I still have it. Still got it on my iPhone. Good ass song. Yep. Um, I'm excited. All the Craig ones are pretty good. Doesn't the, the Alicia Keys Jack White one's not bad either for Quantum of Solace? That one's like kind of weird from what i remember i don't remember I, I i don't remember not liking it but i remember being like oh that's fine uh yeah it's not it's it's just interesting it's an interesting combo yeah so that's it's, it's um, like quantum assaults where it's like oh this could have been more interesting i guess the writer strike just fucking fucked that right movie. right right that's fucking right uh and it decided to do um, the direct sequel thing yeah which is never i don't think that's good for bond no, um, which no. is why I'm also a little hesitant as to like why they're they are they gonna like send him off like I think they have to. I've said this. I've said I think are they gonna establish a continuity with James Bond now? I think they're gonna pull out of it. I think they dove into it, Inspector, and people didn't like it, and now I think they're gonna pull out once Craig's gone. And I think the new status quo at the end of this one is going to be establishing that James Bond is a code name. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna do that um, because they do tell he has a like a family in this timeline. Yeah, like, um, he's very clearly James Bond, unless he's like got some sort of crazy like mind wipe or whatever. But also, this is because Casino Royale is supposed to be his like first adventure, so it reset the clock so you could officially. But Judy Dench carries over, so it's like weird. I kind of just. I don't even really care. Just fucking yeah. just have a new James Bond. Like I, that's why I love this franchise is because they don't give a shit. Like yeah. they remade the same movie with the same actor, like Thunderball and which one is it? Octopussy is like Thunderball or in I, space or something. Uh, I can't remember. Well, a bunch of them are like really similar. I can't, I can't fucking remember. I mean, yeah, how <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you had the Bond you you had the Bond 20 collection and I remember me and Gessner watched all of them in chronological order back in senior year of college 
which is when Skyfall came out. And then the best, the best thing wasn't watching Skyfall at the end of watching all of these. No, no, Sean. It was watching Austin Powers. It it truly was. It tr- it completely it, reshaped. I'm, yes, I'm sure watching '60s Bond movies definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dudes in jumpsuits in a big warehouse, just kind of shooting blindly at each other as like explosions are going off. It's gr- it's so accurate. It's great. They fucking nailed it. Um, I, 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 what did I watch? I think it was a corridor crew video about like stuntmen and squibs and stuff. And like Ooh. when they, when they changed like how American people die, like in the James Bond movies, they don't do squibs. So they usually clench and fall. Huh. And then in movies where they do squibs, where there's blood, they do the arms out. Cause there's literal explosions coming out of your body. So you can't have your arms holding a gun in front of you while you're shooting. Huh. So, like, that's why everyone in, like, the 80s, when there's, like, a lot of blood and squibs, they they die with their arms out is because there's, like, a, an explosion coming off of their body. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking fascinating, because I always wondered why they look so bad dying. Yeah. Fucking it's a cor- safety issue. That's fucking cool. Corporate crew is pretty great. I, they get a lot of views, too, man. People do. are interested. People yeah. are interested in that stuff. Yeah. People want to know why things don't look good because they know it doesn't look good. They just don't know why. Mm -hmm. And like having that breakdown of stuff is pretty good. Although, well, it's also just, it's just fascinating to find out why. And they, I think they usually are just like, sometimes they just not enough time or like this tech, this was never going to work because X, Y, Z, but maybe they didn't know this at the time. So it's, it's interesting. However, they had one of the dudes from Weta on recently. who's like one of the main Weta guys. And the one dude was just like, oh, so no one noticed this until the final movie came out? Like, he's, he sounded like a real fucking asshole, I thought. Because there's, like, a clipping thing where, where Thanos is seeing that the Stark oh, is yeah. empty. And his, like, fingers clip or something like that. Yeah. The, the way he asked, he's like, oh, so no one noticed until the movie came out? I was just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's also so minor. It's like... Yeah, it, it's really minor, but it's also for, like, one of the key shots. Yeah, I, I just felt like he was trying to big time, and then I was just like, "Yeah, what?" Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Weta. What is what is the best? Yeah, what fucking rules? But they they talk to him about Avatar, and he's just like, "I can't talk to you actually about what we're doing, but it's really revolutionary." It's like, "Oh shit, I cannot wait." Avatar sequels. <laughs> I hope James Cameron just like drops the trailer right now. I oh boy, I hope it just is attached to something like. 20th Century Fox, Disney, too. Disney, possibly fucking 2021 is coming out. 2022. Man. I don't know. It's coming Does out when it's coming out when they're done. I know that much. Um, the other thing too is um, there was like a lot of shit talking Avatar at the office the other day, and I was like, uh, I think Avatar 2 is gonna be great. And everyone was like, and I was like, uh, Terminator 2 and Aliens. And then I walked out of the room. <laughs> I was like, James Cameron makes the fucking best sequels, and he's it's at- probably gonna be really fucking awesome. And mm-hmm. because and- he also had 10 years to fucking figure out what people didn't like about Avatar, yeah. Wait, what? So, it says Vin Diesel is the number one person in Avatar 2. What? <laughs> it's probably by Star Meter. It's probably not by... Oh, I didn't know he was in it. Vin Diesel would be an awesome, like, bad guy, I think, in one of these fucking movies. 
Who's it? Kate Winslet. What? Jermaine yeah. Clement. Michelle Yeoh. David Thewlis. Oh, you know who's back? Sigourney Weaver. Yes, but also <laughs> Giovanni Ribibsi. Ribibsi? Ribibsi? <laughs> did he Did he die? He no. didn't die in the first one, he, right? He, like, he gets led off by a bunch of... Um, uh, Avatar people. What do they call Navi? Navi. I couldn't remember. He gets like let off after they win, and he's he kind of glares at them. Where it's it, that movie is so fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. It made the most money ever until this year or last year, and no one fucking gives a shit about it. It's so weird. It. Oh man, we've talked about this many times, but the last time I watched like Avatar is a movie where I'm I. I I'm always afraid someone's gonna walk in on me watching because I don't know how to explain watching Avatar. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I remember, like, my at my parents' house, my parents had a 3D TV and I got the 3D version, so I watched it a couple times. <laughs> it looks so fucking good. The last time I watched it, I like no one was home. My parents were like gone for the week, and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna let the <laughs> curtains down. I'm gonna light some candles. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch some fucking Avatar right now. Oh shit, so fucking good. The uh, I watched it a couple months ago because actually, okay, so this is gonna relate to a couple things. I, I got I'm getting back into Blank Check and I'm in the Steven Spielberg um ones and I watched AI yesterday and I listened to the AI episode earlier today of Blank Check, which was so good, so fucking good. But I was watching AI and I was just like, there's a shot in AI where a character who's a robot runs up to the screen and they're just like a face. And then it's like, like a, like a very thin two dimensional face, and then it's just kind of like a hollow, like a hollow. And then there's like they turn. It's basically there's like an orb here, and like two discs in the back of their head. It's like, I don't know. It, the shot is like really fucking cool, and I was just like, I want corridor crew now to do fucking AI. And it's weird that that's my thought process now. Where well, because it's 2001, right? Yeah, but it like would have probably would have been getting filmed like 98, 99. 2000 something like that yeah because there's a lot of fucking cg work and a lot of like puppets and practical stuff where i gotta rewatch that i didn't like it when it came out but i was also the you know what 12 when i saw it so it's i was talking to somebody at work about it today because it feels like there's not that many really expensive serious sci-fi movies and there's like not a set piece in it so it's not like an action movie it's like a contemplative one yes yeah, stanley kubrick wrote it didn't he he was working on it for like two decades and then him and Spielberg were working on it together a lot. But basically a, a lot of what's left after Kubrick died is a lot of it was his plan. So in the blank check episode, they talk about like how there's certain things people conceive that Spielberg like added in. And he's like, no, this wasn't really my, it was all Kubrick. Like the ending he's making Kubrick's movie basically. Yeah. So it's an interesting, um, cross-section there where it's like Kubrick is just like a fucking like cold like monster basically and Spielberg just seems so like he'll like get down on your name like hey what's wrong <laughs> like, oh Stevie ah oh, jeez Stevie I just I don't is, know it is two drastically different people mm-hmm. and di- drastically different directors yeah yeah but it's both great, both for different reasons. Ethics aside, obviously, um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. agree with how Stanley Kubrick makes his films. Uh, no. I don't, no, I don't think any sane person would. Uh, no. 
but you also don't <laughs> i don't know didn't he make tom cruise walk through a doorway like 150 times or something like that oh, for a shot right he did and that's why and that now tom cruise is in scientology <laughs> That last time he opened the door, it was right to the Church of Scientology, that big old scary building. <laughs> he made Tom Cruise a Scientologist. If if that was the correlation there, I'd be like, All right, yeah. I think he was in it like before he was even famous. Well, they cracked him up um, out of a fucking vat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably warm liquid goo face. <laughs> um. <laughs> um uh, fucking he he ruined Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think him and Coppola are similar. Would you agree? Yeah, where they're just kind of praised being geniuses, but then we're also just like that like tortured them and at what at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Well that's Is why it I... worth it to make movies. It's just a fuck like Alfred Hitchcock. It's yeah. just a movie. Yeah. You know? Even though he wasn't great to his actors either, but no, he was equal. Uh, he like yeah. he ruined several of his uh, uh, several uh, female actors' uh, entire career. Like he tortured like one or yeah. two people in ways where it's like like Tippy Hedren and I think, yeah, the birds, Machine the birds. I I, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, old, old, I took a class. Wes Davis Fairfield. Shout out to Wes. He taught me everything I know about Alfred Hitchcock. I took the John Huston class with him, which. John Huston, fascinating, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Which I did not know, but there and there, I own a couple John Huston movies now. Even though he's got some interesting, old timey, not great ideas, but the he there's a couple movies of his that were like fucking great. He has a Moby Dick adaptation, which is hard to find like on video, which I kind of want to mm-hmm. find somewhere. But he made this one movie with Marilyn Monroe, which was written by Arthur Miller, who wrote Death of a Salesman. Arthur mm-hmm. Miller was married to Marilyn Monroe at the time and wrote this script for her. And it's about like the death of the cowboy myth. And it's like really fucking huh. good. And there's, it, it killed Clark Gable, this movie, I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Cause he did all of his own stunts and like put such a strain on him that it basically like fucking killed him. But it's also a movie about like alcoholism. There's like a lot, it's like a good fucking movie. Um, and it's one that I think the legacy of it isn't great because it's more remembered for being like that fucking movie killed Clark Gable. Come on! <laughs> but oh man, and there's that's a, there's a scene where he Clark I think it's Clark Gable, but uh, he drunkenly stumbles out of a bar and he's he thinks he saw his estranged son who's named Gaylord. So he just comes out of his out of the bar and he's like Gaylord, Gaylord, where are you, son? And it's. You know what? It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's hard to not laugh at that in college in a class. I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If you're watching it by yourself, you just kind of have one of those air out the nose. But when you're with a group of peers, gotta laugh. You just kind of you kind of um, looking around. You're just like, you're fucking hearing this, right? Fucking um, Batman, the Batman. Talk about that shit? Dude, I... Oh, my God. Okay. I've been wanting to talk to you about the Batman suit uh, for a while. You sent me the video, which it took me a while to be able to get a chance to, like, watch it. That video is pretty fucking cool. It's obviously a camera test, but Mm -hmm. 
I was like, and that's Chichino's score. Apparently, that's that's gonna be it. Um, which I need to rewatch it because I don't really remember it. Um, don't either. <laughs> but apparently, that's the score, and uh, they don't show the cowl. They main they stop at like the eyes, pretty much. Like you see his eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I was I saw like a brighter version of the like a still of it, and I was like his. It has stitching in it. It kind of has like a weird like Adam West hmm. type breakdown where like the face is cut out like this part. Yeah. And then his nose is like three pieces. It's two sides in the middle, which is like the lines of how Adam West's go. It's like the line work is like Adam West. Um, That's great. I hope it has eyebrows. And I was like, and I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, and it's Gotham by Gaslight too, which is like the 1800s Batman. It's one of those novel. It's one of those masks where it's heavy on the area, like the orbital bone. Sometimes yes. they have that, and it's it, it's a very, in comics. It's a really good way to humanize Batman. Mm-hmm. Where it's it, not a, it's not as much of a grimace. No, no, and it's a thing where you can kind of he he's it gives him that much more like human expression where it's like that's just a fucking dude in a fucking hood. What are it's, you? It's it, get out. Yeah, it looks it looks kind of amateurish, which I'm kind of into, and I'm kind of interested to see. Yep. How it if it evolves and how it evolves over time because like he in all the other ones he's either in a suit that's like kind of except in batman begins he does have like the ski mask for a couple scenes but right. it goes from that to the fully realized suit i'd be i'm interested to see the middle where it's like he's still figuring it out a little bit so did you see the um set photos of it yes i that's i've been yeah oh, there's fucking great so and the motorcycle also looks great and there's no case simple it's simple. It's probably going to be CG, though. What, the cape? Yeah. Oh, 100%. The, yeah. Okay, so it, those full set pictures, obviously it's like a bulkier version of the suit. It's not going to be like the... It's not going to be the... He looks, he looks like a bigger dude, too. Yeah. This is what I like about it, okay? This is my take on it. Uh, that suit looks... It, especially with him on the motorcycle, he looks... It looks like a motorcycle suit, just like straight up, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's a fucking... I think that's such a good thing... He it it looks like what a crazy agro billionaire would wear to beat the shit out of criminals. Yeah, like it 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 looks like yeah it, it, it it's yeah like it looks like something that like a real life superhero. I think it was like Phoenix something. There's, There's a great documentary about. Uh, real life superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's it's really good. It's definitely worth watching. It's a little more low tier than this, obviously, like yeah. budget wise. But like he's a billionaire, but he's not like fully decking it out, which I think is cool. Like it seems like he's like still kind of doing it himself. Yeah, it looks it looks more handmade. It look again it, it it looks like something that like a billionaire would be like, yeah, this is gonna scare him. Like like it it looks like something that a fucking crazy rage dude would. Be make like a like a dan bilzerian type like right am i going there like is that like it's like agro agro billionaire gun guy or something like which batman villain would dan bilzerian be probably like black mask he would be black yeah yeah black mask i was just about to (laughs) 
that guy. Why he's come up randomly, I think, before on this. I, my coworker was watching him on Joe Rogan. I was just like, this fucking guy's still around. Oh, oh God. Um, I just finished season three of Bill, Big Mouth, and I forgot that Jay, if you watch the show at all, Jay's last name is Bilzerian, and he's like in the yeah, Bilzerian. Right, yeah. I'm like, I guess that's intentional, probably. It definitely is for sure. Oh, um, so good. It, it's it's. The, I like the ear. everyone's like shitting on. Him. I'm like, well, first of all, you're judging the cowl on a guy that's probably has a padded one because he's literally riding a motorcycle. Like, yeah. He's not gonna wear the hero suit. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you know. I think Captain Marvel. The first pictures of Brie Larson were in like one that was not. It was like the green version of the non-hero suit. So it's like mm-hmm. we're not seeing what the suit is and like the final captain marvel suit looks great like for example um, and they they touch up stuff in cg like they everything's a little touched up they get rid of like creases and yeah imperfections and stuff but like that's besides they're gonna completely replace probably his entire body or his head um i don't know if scene. they would for the like they probably will but i don't, I don't he know. had dots on his face so they're definitely gonna at least replace this part h me i'm robbie pattinson is this what i sound but, like does anyone really know <laughs> I could sound uh, like this. I could sound like this. Or I could sound like this. Robbie Pattinson. It'd be kind of cool if he just kind of Michael Keaton's it. You want to get nuts? Come on. Come on. No, he's, he's just like, I'm Batman. I kind of whisper. Like a whisper. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be any kind of tech, because I don't think he has any tech. I, I think it's going to be... Yeah, I think he's gonna do weird voice, like his uh, chest symbol is apparently a gun, mm-hmm. like parts of a gun. Into that, I think that's a cool idea. Uh, I'm on board. Um, yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, I fu- I really fucking love the suit, and I've been really wanting to talk to you about it. There's there's nothing about it where I'm like, oh, this is bad. I think it's gonna look fucking sick with a cape. I think it's gonna look sick with a cape blown, even if it's CGI one blowing on that motorcycle. Uh, I can't. It looks like he can fucking move in it. Um, as much as I like the Ben Affleck one, I I think this also confirms it. This is its own separate universe. Yeah, it's not the Suicide Squad universe either, which the Harley Quinn movie fits in, which I guess Batfleck was in. It's not Joker. Well, it could be. It could be. It won't be, but it, it could. Fuck. I guess. They aged up Joaquin, and he just had to beat the shit out of fucking Joaquin Phoenix. That gotta be good. I don't know, though. I, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Like I am like I said, I, I'm always just... If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. That's all I really care about in the end of the day. Like, just make a good movie. I think it will be. I, Matt Reeves is... Quite, like... I've, I've, he, I've said this so many times with the Planet of the Apes movies are movies that are trying to be films, and I, that's all I ever want. <laughs> I think that's probably part of the reason why I like Doctor Sleep. The, the, the director's cut of Doctor Sleep is three hours, and it is a slow burn already. And I've, I haven't watched it yet, but like, I can't fucking wait. Like, <laughs> when I have those three is hours, it, is it on the Blu-ray? Is it like on, or is it a separate Blu-ray that you have? Because there's a Doctor Sleep to rent at my red box i might just rent it but it's, if it's not it's the doctor's cut it's a, so i bought the physical disc the other day at target and then i took got home and looked at it again in the because i wanted the 4k cut of the director's cut and the director's cut is only on blu-ray so you can probably get it 
Um, apparently everyone who's watched it is like, this is the better version of the movie. So it's like, it adds a half mm. hour. So that's, um, I might do, maybe I'll do that this weekend. I'll do shining and then watch that. Interesting. Cause I haven't seen the shining in a minute. It's been a while too for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm super into, I'm excited for Matt Reeves fucking his take on it. I'm excited for Robert Pattinson's take on it. I might watch good time too. Oh, watch um, good time. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Um, good time is fucking good. I watch that on a plane. Fits in my wheelhouse of watching weird plane movies, but I watched it on a plane. Um, that is a genre, dude. Plane movies is a thing. Yeah, but I always pick wrong. I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch this movie. Okay, I'll watch High Rise. I've been meaning to watch High Rise. I'll watch this. The movie has like 18 orgies in it. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> and I'm too far in now. It's th- <laughs> They start like 45 minutes in, and I'm like, well, now I'm very engaged in this. I can't turn this off. <laughs> I can just turn this off. Come on. Turn, this um, off. turn me on, baby. <laughs> Talking about High Rise. Hey, yo. Well, I watched... Um, <sighs> day After Tomorrow. Not Day After Tomorrow. I watched... Um, What's that fucking Tom Cruise one? Live, Die, Repeat. Oh. The movie's... The other... Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched that on a plane. That movie has, like, the same plane crash happening, like, 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was like... I looked around after the first one. I was like... Ugh, and then it just kept happening. And I was like... Ugh. Wait, okay. That, that reminds me. So... Uh, this is a whole other thing. But, uh, okay. So... I told you I'm back in blank check and I'm doing the Steven Spielberg ones. So one of the next episodes I have in terms of movies of his that I haven't seen is The Terminal. So I'm about an hour into The Terminal. I was watching it earlier while I was working out because I was just like, there's no way I'm going to fully commit to watching The Terminal with Tom Hanks in 2020. Um, But uh, watching that movie just made me think, and I don't know how to do this, but I would want to play a video game of The Terminal where it's basically a time loop video game. It's like Majora's Mask, where he's in a defined area, and everybody has certain routines, and he can only accomplish certain things at certain times, and then the day kind of resets, and he's stuck there for a certain amount of time, and he has to build relationships with people where he kind of gets to know them a little bit here and there. It, it's kind of like a Groundhog... It's weirdly like Groundhog Day. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, I would play the, uh, it's been the thing that's been keeping me going and while watching the terminal is like, oh, this is a time loop thing. I would play a video game. I would play t- the terminal, the video game <laughs> <laughs> on PS1. Yeah. Yeah. That's our PS2. Probably PS2. I would do it on, I'm, no, it comes out now as a switch indie game. People would be like, why is this made? Who made this? We really thought the movie deserved a game <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> the what year did that come out? Uh, boy, two, the post 9-11 for sure. Probably. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Catherine Zeta-Jones. She dips beneath lasers. And also she's just Ooh. like, I just can't be alone, even for a second. Oh, I can't believe I'm masking another man. Oh my goodness. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Zoe Saldana? <laughs> So he's Aldana's in it, and, um... Tucci. Diego Luna. There it is. Yep. Chi McBride. I just watched Waiting the other day. Wait, who's that? Oh! Waiting, have... 
No, I've seen Waiting. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the like chef, I guess, like slash counselor to everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, was in Human Target, which was a great show that got canceled too soon. I don't know that show. It's like a DC Comics like spy oh. show. Like it's. Um, also, we're I think we're both forgetting. Is he not the chief of police in iRobot? Fuck if I know. I haven't seen iRobot since it came out. Oh man, I was really hoping you you did you didn't watch FX from 2006 <laughs> to 2009. I weirdly didn't like I didn't like iRobot that much, honestly. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it does feel like one that that you and I would be it, really like fucking stoked on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You and me are like, yeah, Van Helsing, yeah, Godzilla '98, hell yeah. But I robot. What's the thing is, I don't think it's not. Ba- I don't think it's bad enough. Yeah, that's you true. know, it's it's like just kind of okay. Same thing with Hancock. Will Smith had a bunch of movies oh in the mid two thousands that were like, Sean, okay. Sean, can we remake Hancock? Hancock is such a good concept that it's just like, what did you do? So poorly executed. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chi McBride is in uh, I Robot. You're right. Yeah, I'm sure he's the chief of police. Fuck. Alan Tiddick is just he's the, the he's, best. He's wonderful. He's just the best. Yeah, he's King Candy he, and Wreck It Ralph. He's fucking uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's a great one. I've not seen that in years. I love that movie though. <laughs> we rewatched it around Halloween, hey. I guess. College kids, we <laughs> have your friend. Oh my god. <laughs> It's it's so clever. It's so good. The bees when he when he when he cuts the <laughs> He's gonna, beehive is, is my favorite. It's such good cartoon logic. It's so funny. <laughs> He's like, oh god, college kids just keep killing themselves. They're jumping right into this. He like he runs into like a spike sticking out of the ground or whatever. It's like a piece of wood or whatever. He dove right into the wood chipper. I just I just don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great one. Um, Fucking um, buddy, what's what's what else have you watched? I'm trying to think. What else? Were you a BoJack fan? I finished that the other day. I I it gets too real for me sometimes. Mm. Um, I do. I'm gonna probably go back and start it from the beginning. Interesting. I think I think I owe that show a, more of my attention. I really liked the first season or two, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of got lost on it a little bit and never really found my way back. Yeah, I, it was always um, it was always still good, but I think some of the later seasons kind of meander a little bit. Where it's like, oh, or, I feel like it repeats a couple things. Even it, some, it takes a little bit of an upswing here, but it's interesting. The final episodes I thought were were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else have I... I watched Pete Davidson's stand-up special, which was pretty good. Hmm. Um, it just came out, right? Yeah, on Netflix. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Clone Wars. Started Mad Men for the first time. Ooh, I would I yeah. get into that. That's been on my list for a while. It's good. Yeah. It's real good. It's really well-written hmm. and acted. I watched um, the first three episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Which I was like, why'd I wait this long? This is delightful. I kind of want to rewatch it. Like, I wish I could forget it and rewatch it for the first time. Like, it's so good, dude. Matt Berry, 
He's perfect for it, dude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like that he yells bats and human form when he switches to and from. <laughs> human form. <laughs> like, when he's trying to like interrogate the one like councilwoman, he's just like, hmm, it appears as if someone has tried to threaten you. Like He's just like... His voice is so good. He's the best fucking voice. He's so he's so over the top and just perfect. Yeah, he's so he's, dramatic. And he's in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which I, I've probably talked about this before, but his character is dubbed over for some reason. <laughs> that. So it's his voice just disembodied from his like performance. So it's real fucking crazy. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a karate master and like it's it's good. I love when I love did they do it for comedic effect? Oh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is I, okay. I feel like I've talked about it before, but the um and I don't want to repeat content for our, our listeners. I don't but, think you have. Oh, okay. So Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, you could I think it's all on YouTube. It's an old British TV show where I forget who plays Garth Marenghi, but it's like Matt Barry's in it. Um, and, uh, Richard Aote is in it as well. And the whole thing is Garth Marenghi is like a, uh, worse Stephen King. And it's about back in the eighties, he self produced, wrote, directed, and financed a TV show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And the TV show includes interviews with the cast, um, talking about their experience filming the show. It's super high concept. Uh, where it's like a horror hospital uh, <laughs> where Garth Marenghi plays a doctor. And it's also like, a, it's, it's so there, it, there's so many lev- layers to it where Garth Marenghi plays the main character. And it's just a vanity project where he's like the best person in the world. And then like, they'll do interviews like Richard Aote, like funded most of it. And he'd never acted before. So his scenes are so fucking funny. Cause he'll just be like, he just like stampedes through dialogue like with no punctuation because he doesn't know what he's doing and then it cuts to him in like interviews he's like yeah and he's like oh he's smoking he's like i've never acted before and you know i i yeah i told him i said garth i don't know what i'm doing and he told me keep it up you're doing great like they, they just give you all the context for why all the like why it's why it is what it is it's it's great for some i gotta check that out yeah it's Oh, the, my, there's a fucking line in the begin in the first episode, which is when I knew I was like hooked, uh, where the main uh, female lead shows up and she like transfers to the hospital. She was like, "Yes, I studied at Oxford, Yale, and I got an A plus." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so good. Speaking of documentaries, uh, I watched a documentary and I highly recommend it. Only, it's kind of random, but. We watched it. It's called Psalm. It's about sommeliers. Oh, this is supposed to be great. I've heard about that. <laughs> I I loved it, but I was also laughing hysterically at it because I was like, this is basically a like Mighty Wind crew, Spinal Tap crew documentary. <sighs> it is so close to being that. And I was like, you don't, you could make this a comedy and like change very little. You wouldn't have to change anything. You just wouldn't. It's, it's so the names and like the way they talk, like the head sommelier, they just talk about him. Like he's like, and it's, his name's like perfect. It's like, cause they're, they're really good at naming people in those. I think. Yeah. Like their names are fucking hilarious. Yeah. 
Um, and they just keep talking about this guy and like building him up, building him up, building him up. And I'm like, this is like the kind of guy that like Eugene Levy would play or whatever, or whoever, you know. And it's just this guy, and he's like this top sommelier, and he's just like a huge dick, and he's really hard on all, all the guys that are like training to be like master. And it's like insanely hard. There's yeah, only like yeah, two yeah. two hundred of these men in the world, men and women in the world, and it's like really wild. Um, yeah, but it's also just like so fucking because they're so ridiculous. They're fucking wine nerds. Like it's, huh. it's really funny. Huh. I think if you if you watch it as like a Spinal Tap crew, no, I'm, Christopher Guest, I'm Michael McKean. I'm a hundred percent down for that. <laughs> it's it's really fucking good. I uh, I watched the third season of Documentary Now recently too. So I'm like, yeah, give me give me some more ridiculous shit. My favorite, one of my favorites, is the Talking Heads spoof. It's so fucking, fucking good. There were two in the third season. Bill Hader's not in it at all, but there's one where they make a musical, and it's the cast recording. But they find out that morning that the show didn't get picked up, so they're just going through the motions of like they just got to record this album, and then they're all done. <laughs> it's it's so good because the music that they wrote for the episode is like it's it's really good but then like it's also horrible it's it's like (laughs) it's so hard to do that too i feel it is because it's and it's such a well-done thing taron killam is like the guy recording the whole thing and like him and mulaney's like 70s look are so good and everyone just doesn't want to be there mulaney's still giving notes he's like hey you know we're all doing great but you keep saying this like this and i need you to stop the way you pronounce it is this okay anyway let's keep going like it's (laughs) oh shit it's it's real fucking good um there's that and then there's one where it's an art world one which which is very very fucking good but i will watch some i'm gonna write that down because there's a couple of them there's like three there's like sequels to it i think there's three we only watched the first one the guy who i was talking about like the head honcho who they keep talking like very highly about his name is fred dame i'm like that's such a spinal tap name that's a yeah no a hundred (laughs) percent i was like that's fucking perfect fucking bob balaban shows up But uh, David Saint Hubbins from Spinal Tap. <laughs> Fred Willard is someone in the movie, but he is not. He is not Fred Dane. You know. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, no, he's he's. Oh god, it's it's fucking great, dude. Yeah. I know. I got. I gotta check that out, buddy. What are you looking forward to catching? Coming up, Sonic slash. Uh fucking birds of prey um i think we should try to squeeze in a talk about those if you still remember them well enough i can always i can always ramble through something where i'll be like oh yeah right no i remember this now (laughs) yeah neither of those would sustain a full episode i would say so i I, and even probably paired up like we could we could probably rattle through those okay um fuck um i'm hyped for that invisible man just, Invisible Man apparently is really good. I've been hype on it since the trailers, because it looks like it's about a theme, and it feels like the title's a thesis statement. I'm, I'm like, good, give me that kind of. I like that. I like that it's doing things. Um, I had this thought. Speaking of thesis and, Interesting. and titles. Interesting. 
um, the other day. I was watching. I put on the Force Awakens because I was just like bullshitting, waiting for Gail to do something or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it was just like I was just gonna throw on the Force Awakens and see how she reacts to it. Uh, Gail's and, just uh, doing c- fucking whatever. I guess I'll put on this two-hour-plus-long movie to kill. I what makes it seem like would have been ten minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Not even. Okay. No, she was like packing to leave. And uh, she was That's a great me. packing movie, by the she way. Was that le- movie is so good to put on while you're packing. Sorry. I've done it like three times. She she was packing because she's leaving. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I just thought not to do a spit take into the mic. I took a sip. Yeah, she was like, I've had it with Star Wars. I'm leaving you. Um, <laughs> Kelly, genuinely, <coughs> Kelly genuinely is at that level. I'm like, oh, but new Clone Wars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love that new Clone Wars. Yeah, um, she saw nine and was just like, I hated that. That was not a fun experience for me. I'm like, yeah, it was bad. You, you and me both. Um, do not judge us by if you, you. What is it? The meme. If you don't get, if you don't want me at my Rise of Skywalker, you don't deserve me at my Mandalorian or whatever. I don't know. Well, we did watch Mandalorian, so yeah. which was good. <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, f- fucking Favreau with his jibs. Um, and his LED screens. Uh, did, did you watch that? Fucking. I forgot I if I had like, texted you about that. Yeah, I finally watched it. Finally, they released that. I was like, why? I just kept watching that fucking other one with a motorcycle dude all day. I was like, I want people to see the fucking show, though. I don't dude, want them to see this. The ma- the. It's so cool, and it makes hey. like remember the first the first episode is so much of him walking on like a 2d plane where i'm like oh this is also the proof of concept of it where they didn't Mm -hmm. push it too much like him on that ice world is literally just like ground and then like environment around him it it made it it was the rosetta stone for understanding the rest of the show however i never would have fathomed how every single scene was that so this is one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Werner, what did you think of the LED screens on set? The LED screens were bright. <laughs> You're fucking pimping me into doing Werner Herzog. They just frightened the baby Yoda. I can't do it now. Though. I'm like... Putting you on the spot. Yeah, they put me on the spot. Uh, I, I, I can interview you as John Favreau. Jeremy. It's a conversation. We should do that. Oh, Mandalorian, shit. a conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Let's both get into character. Uh, you be John, and I'll, I'll be. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm doing like, fucking. What the? the There's a little bit of Gandalf slipping in there. It's the UCB uh, Matt Matt whatever uh, doing Bjork on Comedy Bang Bang, where it's like, ah, yes, I'm Bjork. <laughs> it's just. I'm doing something oh, Matt, like Matt this. Besser or whatever? Matt Besser, that's right. Yeah. Um, what's, what does Werner Herzog sound like? Werner Herzog is more like this. Yes, the baby Yoda was quite scared of the LED screen, so I held it the baby Yoda close, and I said, you are all cowards for not believing in the baby Yoda. Yeah, so yeah, George came on set and he said that uh, we wanted it to be practical. He said it would be a good idea. It cost like uh, five million dollars or something like that. It was an exorbitant amount of money. Quite but, an uh, exorbitant amount of money. This money could be used I, to further the education of the sweet did, baby. <laughs> didn't you call us like a pussy or something? <laughs> I believe I called you all cowards. That's what it was. That's what it was. For not believing that this baby could be beloved by 
And when I was in a prison in Siberia, <laughs> they made me eat my own fingers. Now I make you eat your fingers. Whatever the fuck he says in Jack Reacher. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. His whole his whole fucking set was fake. That's like his wild. whole room. It's. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, fuck green screens forever now. Like. Yeah, but it's Forever. also how expensive that is comparatively. Like, but it's also so. I mean, that show was only a hundred million dollars, considering what they pulled off with that. Yeah, and I think they did get creative where it's like they still built sets around shit that like extended in ways that was a little bit more immersive. It felt like than green screen. I don't know. I it's well the way the light it rounds off characters. It doesn't feel flat. You know. Yeah. And like the especially off of a chrome armor, yeah, you know, yeah. you're getting interactive light with his suit. Yeah, I it's it's just crazy that we didn't know. And I'm curious if I went back and watched where it'd be like, oh, does it show more? Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious too, because like I think the smart thing they did was do the whole bottle episode with Bill Burr and have that be a real set. Which is what it probably was. Yeah, that one probably was. But it probably, if there's any long hallways, it probably like extended out and stuff. Yeah, they might have threw a screen in the background to make it mm. interesting. More. They probably built like 30 feet of, or like 100 feet of hallway, that's it. Yeah, then I'm sure there's some stuff like the interior of the ship, I assume, is more practical. Because people are interacting with a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. Then it also it, it does make things feel weirdly small when you think about it. I don't I don't know. Like I, I it's, it's it is a small show. It's like it, it, when he's in his ship, it's he's just in his ship and he's in the cockpit and then he gets to a planet and then he's there. Yeah, but even the sh- no, uh, even in the ship, they build all the space stuff around him, so it's like moving as he's like flying through. It's fucking cool. Ugh. Oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's real cool. <laughs> it's fucking wild. <laughs> Hollywood's safest bet, John Favreau strikes again, dude. Well, that's and that's why I love Star Wars too, is because they they always kind of push. Some George Lucas always was always pushing something new, like mm-hmm. even the prequels. Oh yeah, I don't think the sequels did it as much, but the Mandalorian did. Sequels pushed bringing things, certain older things, back in. Like the the, mm-hmm. the, the sequels do a lot more practical stuff. That's like genuinely excited exciting to see them like do that again like so a lot of the costuming and the animatronics and creature effects and stuff and blending that with cgi when they need to is like great like babu frank like standout character for doing nothing but it's like a weird practical thing and i think they did a vfx breakdown for rise of skywalker i saw that yeah and babu just had like a green screen person like deleted and like touched up with cgi here and there but that's how they did the dark crystal show where it's like they CG'd the faces a little bit, so, like, if they didn't express enough, they would, like, touch it up. So it was, like, a real marriage of, like, CG and, like, puppets. And it's, like, that's what you should be doing, where it's, like, mm-hmm. touch up the things that are unsettling to give it a little bit more life, but let the performance breathe through, like, the actual, like, puppetry from it. I don't know. It's kind of cool. No, it's it's the same 
same thing applied to like Lord of the Rings and yeah. Mad Max. Like, let's make it extensions of sets. Let's make it things that we can't do in camera. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's make the models look a little nicer and a little yeah. more real and lived in. Where the wild things are, where it's the big goofy suits, but they couldn't do the animatronic faces. So they're like, all right, we'll have to CGI the faces, but it actually like works pretty fucking well. I feel mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think. But I, I don't know, but that's not really an innovation. That's just, like, bringing back an idea and, like, using it innovatively. But I, I don't know. I, I think there's something to that where it's, like, I think movies are starting to move back to, like, no, we should be doing more. It's weird. Some stuff, No, they're not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I also think that they got less practical as they went on. Oh, Rise of Skywalker, 100%. I think Last yeah. Jedi is pretty practical, though. I feel like... That's true. Last Jedi, I think they took their time with. Fucking Rise of Skywalker just felt lazy, dude. Like, all around. Yeah, I felt like we got tricked. <laughs> Sean just stared at me and just, like, didn't, like... <laughs> like he's just quietly nodding. Remember we talked about it for four fucking hours? Was it worth I all still, that? Uh, I still feel like I haven't said enough. Now I'm like, well, it's coming out on video. I'm like, I'm going to end up watching it again soon. Fuck. Do not let me buy it, Sean. If I send you one of those texts where I say, well, fuck me. I just spent money on this. Literally tell me to return it. I'm probably going to wait until it's like $5. That's what I would probably It'll probably never be, but whatever. Disney Plus. It'll be on Disney Plus in like probably like seven months. Are they going to wait that? Yeah, they probably want people to buy digital or buy uh, yeah. copies yeah because like aladdin show what came out like beginning of may and showed up like early mid-january it came out probably like may 11th or something like that it was like second week of may yeah but it, it did come out before the service even existed though too so frozen 2 is going to be the one i'm going to use to algorithm it off of where it's like yeah when frozen 2 lands on disney plus be like okay now we kind of know because mm-hmm. motherfucker i can't wait to watch frozen 2 because i did not catch it in theaters <laughs> what else would be i guess line no lion king was before disney plus 2 mm-hmm. and then uh, i don't think anything major came out Endgame, same boat far from home was not disney yeah far from home. Um, i've been meaning to rewatch far from home because i just i started to. it the other day it's on stars yeah I just want to. It's like a good movie. Chillin' all come on. There's like rumors that they're gonna make a Mysterio movie, and I'm like, honestly, fine. Like, I'd rather I'd see that if it's Chillin' Hall again. Buddy, have you seen the? Uh... Also, I, I yeah, I'd probably watch that. Not Morbius. <laughs> I keep forgetting Morbius's thing. The Venom set photos with Woody. Woody with his haircut. They cut his hair. What? Yeah, he doesn't have the little orphan Annie. <laughs> he has like a fucking like I don't know how to describe it like. I don't. I don't know. It's still. He still looks cartoony and shit. It's... Are you googling it now? Uh huh. <laughs> There's some good set photos from that. There's some good set photos from Batman, and then Matrix Four is having a lot of shit happening. Matrix Four is like blowing up San Francisco as they're like filming it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like damaging the city, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, like fucking, that means that, that's awesome like yeah, yeah yeah they apparently like did like two thousand dollars worth of damage from like explosions and shit i'm like yeah hell yeah this is that's gonna be fucking crazy are they are the wachowskis directing it uh just lana uh lily oh. is not 
Lily's producing a show on Stars or Showtime or something, I think, right now. Or show running something, I think, maybe. Yeah, they... they Fucking... And I think Lana was the more kind of creative voice. Or is at least the more outspoken of the siblings at this point. But I don't know. Word. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff slow like that's getting filmed, and it's cool that it's Keanu, like Keanu, man. Keanu's just fucking everywhere right now. It's gonna be that SpongeBob movie, which comes out the same day as Fast Nine. I, I saw that. Oh shit! Oh, well, now I'm just trying to think of like other stuff. There's rumors that Omega Red is gonna show up in Captain America: Winter Soldier Falcon TV show. I don't know. That's like a new Marvel rumor. <laughs> Um, Omega Red. Did you did you see the pictures of uh, Wyatt Russell on set? Those look pretty cool. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it was like uh, Agent America or whatever, U.S. Agent or something like that. Yeah, U.S. Agent. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of good stuff coming out soon. I don't know. Mar- Into it. March has got some sneaky stuff. Mulan. I'm excited for Invisible Man. I'm excited for. Fucking uh, Affleck's movie looks pretty decent. Yeah, that does. His no way back or the way back. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Him being small town, like alcoholic basketball coach is like yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) If he wasn't acting, (laughs) I'm I. uh, You you saw that story. I said that shit to you, right? Yeah, that that's that's unfortunate. Like it is. It is, but it's also good that he probably made the right decision for everybody, well, it, especially him. Just for the Batman stuff, but I think there's other stuff in there, like, apparently he's basically just like, man, fucked up with that whole Jennifer Gardner thing. And it's like, hey, you did. What are you doing, man? Yeah. It's Jennifer Gardner. Well, uh, yeah, well, he's got he's got some demons, you know? Yeah, and he's got a phoenix protecting his back. Oh my god. <laughs> he is having a fucking midlife crisis, man. Yeah, well now I think he's a little bit past it where it's like... Oh, god. He looks good. He looks like he's in decent shape. Like, he looks healthy. So He shouldn't be doing that type, of, those types of movies. It, it, it clearly burned him out at the beginning of his career. And it's like he's better in other stuff. People like him in other things that aren't big budget movies like that's not his wheelhouse like Mm -hmm. and i don't think it ever has been i like i always talk about um uh actors who i think it's we're bringing trey and i at work we're talking about like indiana jones 5 is it gonna be shia labeouf and i was like nothing would bring me more joy than if indiana jones 5 is a mutt williams movie because that would be the fucking I i think we've talked about this before but mutt williams Sneaky is a great fucking name for, like, Mutt Williams and the curse of the Aztec tomb. Like, that That sounds... I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, uh, But we were talking about... Give a fucking Disney Plus show. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Make it like Young Indiana Jones. Like, do a soft reboot of Young Indiana Jones. No, but it's got to Shia LaBeouf. Yep. Let it be good, but let mm-hmm. it be good. Let Shia LaBeouf, like, write and direct it, too. Yeah, why not? Oh, I'm sure shit. he'd be, like, he'd be in, like, a fucking enough mood to just collect a fat paycheck and do it again. And, like, redeem himself. 
Yeah, because he would probably he'd be able to do something like interesting if it was like the sixties. Probably be sixties, seventies. Yeah. Oh my god! If he did a seventies, nineteen seventies, kind of like gritty. I don't even know what artifacts he like. What's like left at that point? Like you know what I mean? Like something like King Arthur or no? Let's skip King Arthur. The King Someone Arthur. Someone said the spear. The spear that punctured Jesus. That's pretty good. There's there's a video game that did the Staff of Moses, which is I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's other religious artifacts that we wouldn't know, but then, uh, then then becomes kind of political almost. I don't know. I don't know. You could, uh, yeah, you could do a lot. The '70s Indiana Jones would be fucking great. But Shia LaBeouf would make it like in the style of like seventies Grindhouse. That's what it would be. Like fifties was B movie, seventies would be fucking Grindhouse. Now I yeah. want to. Now I want to see this. Or just like fucking like Scorsese mm. and like. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Todd yeah. Todd Phillips directs. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, but we were talking about um, actors like Shia LaBeouf who, and Ben Affleck, too, where it's like earlier stages of career, they're going to be a big hit. They're in all of these blockbusters and blah, blah, blah. They're in movies that are supposed to be blockbusters, and people are like, I don't really like this person. And they go away, and they come back, and they're like, oh, no, they're great. Colin Farrell, I think, is like the best example of that, where it's like mm-hmm. he shouldn't have been in those types of movies, and now he's doing more interesting stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, that's good. LaBeouf, same thing. Affleck, I always say Guy Pierce. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Ben Affleck definitely fits into that too. Uh, I think Gosling should stay in that realm too. I don't think he'll ever do it or should ever do it. Yeah, he seems like the kind of person that would be, you know, Pat Pattinson too. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Twilight. His his reluctance in life is probably what's gonna make him a good Batman though. I don't know. He just kind of seems like the kind of guy that would be a billionaire and choose to beat up fucking criminals at night. He's got that weird, like, broodingness about him, and yeah, I don't know. And that suit, that suit, fucking, it fits the mold. It definitely fits. Yeah, his. He's gonna be beating the shit out of Paul Dano, who's gonna be like a weird sniveling. I've said, I think I've done this bit before, but he's just gonna MacGruber him. He's just like, just tell me, riddle me what you want to fuck in the room, and I'll do it. <laughs> and fucking Colin Farrell too. Oh yeah, he's Penguin. Yeah, that's still crazy. Jonah Hill is Penguin still. Like oh, that would have fucking I've been saying that. I've literally been saying that for like ten years. Or Andy Circus, but yeah, Circus would just literally show up eating like raw fish, and they're like, "Okay, Andy, <laughs> for not rolling on you today, you don't have to do this." I'm like, <laughs> although he did just play Claw, so that's probably not the best. I wish Claw didn't die in that movie. Me Claw, too, Claw dude. was so Me fun. Too. Or just do what the comics did and like claw like fell into like a laser that turned him into a being of pure sound. Just do that. <laughs> He'd be like electricity gremlin. But it'd be any and he's just like you just hear his voice. Um yeah. fucking oh man, that's 
Yeah, I, f- I just rewatched, or I saw Jane Silent Bob reboot, and um, he's good in that. He has a bit cameo Ooh. in that, and does he's he, really good. Does he play any previous Ben Affleck? Yes. Is he the guy from Mallrats? No. Okay. Mallrats was my was my Kevin Smith. Movie. I kind I kind of wish that they brought him back as that character, but they did the Chasing Amy character. I never saw Chasing Amy. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's really good. Oh, interesting. Cool. Um, Definitely worth watching. Yeah. It, one of the streaming services is getting the reboot soon. I think Amazon, like, next month. So I'm, I'm just going to wait until then. Um, buddy, I'm going to have to... Uh, yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, it's like 11.45 here. The, I, I still, I'm probably going to eat some ice cream after this, which is good news for me. But um, one last thing. So... Valentine's Day weekend. Kelly and I went to uh, the Jurassic World live arena show. I just kind of want to put a button on this because I think it's stupid. It, it, we went to basically a chill. <laughs> yeah, no, please. Uh, we went to basically a children's uh, arena like live show where there's like people in like animatronic dinosaur animatronic dinosaur suits and like there's like a fuck. It was. It was so fucking goofy, but it was so much fucking fun. And we were the only childless couple, I think, that was there. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. We were late, and I asked the guy next to us at the intermission. I was like, do we, like, miss anything or any, like, cool dinos or anything? Any exposition? He was like, and he was he had, like, a Russian accent. He was like, no, no, it's for kids. You know, it's for kids. <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Totally, totally, totally for kids. Totally. totally for kids. But we didn't miss anything <laughs> cool, though, right? <laughs> Tell me what we missed. We knew that there was a dinosaur named Jeannie who needed to get her eggs back. <laughs> that was like the thrust of the plot. But it was like great because there's like big animatronic like T-Rex comes out at the end and like roars and they're like shooting flamethrowers at him. I'm like, this is great. I was like, I love this kind of goofy shit. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, buddy, it was... I have a crazy month ahead of me, though. March is going to be nuts. You know, I get some madness. We are seeing Tame Impala. <sighs> I and... saw this past summer, yeah. Hell yeah. <coughs> and fucking uh, Book of Mormon. Ooh. Like, right after. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the Beetlejuice. We're going hard. We saw the Beetlejuice musical. That was. The... How was that? It was delightful. But there's no showstopper. That was my, that was my main thing. It was like the music... Uh... No real earworms, and it's different enough from the source material. But Book of Mormon I saw with my family a couple of years ago in Philly. Uh, it's great. It's, it's it's real good. Fuck yeah. It's, and it is weird where it's like, yeah, it's the South Park guys literally just doing a Broadway show. Like it's, yeah, it's good. Huh. Oh no, Book of Mormon. No, I mean, I, I saw Book of Mormon already, actually. Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm going again. I'm taking Gail because she hasn't gone. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I I fucking loved Book of Mormon. My parents went with me, and they that was their second time seeing it. So <laughs> your parents, yeah, they probably loved it. Yeah. That, that. Oh yeah, they were like, you got to see it. They're like, let's go. And I was like, all right, great, I'll go. Wait, you probably, um, yeah, give me a ticket. <laughs> yeah right. Um, and then yeah, we're just doing a bunch of shit. Going to Foo Fighters in uh, April. Uh, we're seeing them in New Orleans at Jazz Fest. Oh shit! Right, right. right. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, hell yeah! I'm gonna go to Nick Cage's grave uh, that he has you reserved. You have to pay to get into that cemetery. Just heads up. Yeah, maybe I'll just go and like Gail wait because <laughs> she she won't give a shit. I'll send you a picture. 
please do. Uh, I was going to do it. And I remember it was like, it wasn't, it was like 20, 25 bucks or something like that, where I was like, what? I'm not doing that. That's kind of lame. Did you see the house that he bought that he lived in? It's on like a haunted tour, apparently. No, I don't think so. I would have so, remembered. He went on, he lived in this house, and it's apparently. Did you see American Horror Story, the one that was in New Orleans? Like the. Uh, um, yeah. Kathy, Kathy Bates is like the murderer. Kathy Bates Motel. She, American Horror Story colon Kathy Bates Motel. Let's just call it that and continue. I know what you're talking about. I think it's the witches, yeah, witches one. I think so too. It's New Orleans, and it's based. She's based on a real character, real person. Yeah, Mama Boucher. He, yeah. <laughs> and she, she like murdered and like tortured like a bunch of slaves and stuff. It was really bad. Didn't he and buy that house? He, he apparently bought that house, lived in it, and like the, it's cursed. And they yeah. said. Everyone that lives there loses all their money and, like, has their career, like, destroyed. And, like, Nick Cage lived there. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely saw that house. Because, yeah, I remember them talking about that. I didn't, they didn't, I don't think they mentioned Nick Cage bought it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's a thing. Yeah, he would do that. Yeah. He's so fucking extravagant. Dude. I need to see the color of space. Oh, that, I saw that. It? It's fine. It's fine. That's kind of disappointing. It's not. It's no Mandy. If you have, sure, I need to see Mandy. Mandy, I think, is better. Um, Color Out of Space is better than it should be, but it's not as good as I wanted it to be. If that makes sense. Because I, I didn't realize you told me who it was, and I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard of this guy, but his name sounds familiar, and he was the Island of Doctor Morneau mm-hmm. director, who went crazy and like hit on the, the set or whatever. Um, yeah, Color Out of Space is, it's worth seeing, but I wouldn't go out of your way. I, I, yeah, I saw that, I saw that a couple weeks ago. Um, New Orleans is great. I went, my friends got married down there and everyone, a lot of comedy people went down, which was really fun. Um, and they were just down for Mardi Gras and it looks like they had a fucking hell of a time. New Orleans, I will say, just go because if you ask anybody who's been there for recommendations, everyone is just going to, it's completely a town where it's like, you got, everyone's going to tell you what you got to do. And it gets tiresome. And at least in my opinion, where I was just like, uh, I was like, okay, so what I gather is I'm not going to be able to make a really wrong choice here. <laughs> like I can make really, wrong, I can make really wrong choices. I'm sure on like fucking bourbon street, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's like all the food is good. Like you're just going to want to try and get as much like authentic shit as possible. Basically. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do too. Yeah. I'm just, you know, yeah. Do some touristy shit. I want to do the haunted house tour. Apparently, they have like some of the best in the country. Oh yeah, yeah. We did a haunted and, uh, tour. Yeah, do that shit. Hell yeah. That's man. all. But I'm I'm excited and I get to see my buddy Dave. Grohl. Dave Grohl. Oh, <laughs> Actually, <that's... laughs> uh, we're doing a road trip in March. Um, we're uh, we're going to Smoky Mountains. We're gonna do a bunch of. Uh, hiking and stuff like that, but we're staying in Pigeon Forge, which apparently is like, it's just like a lot of like shows and like weird stuff there. Where I was like, oh, I didn't know this was like a fucking place. So we're staying at huh. what's going to be like a weird like resort. Is, like is that out west or something or uh, Tennessee? So oh word, yeah, that's going to be fucking good. 
I, we don't have a full plan, but uh, we're also looking for roadside attractions to stop at. One of them is Kelly found something called Dino Kingdom, so <laughs> we're doing a lot of dino. Where it looks like it's Civil War fighters versus dinosaurs, and I'm like, we gotta go, but hopefully it's, I don't know, this thematically might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> They're the South or whatever. Yeah, South versus dinosaurs. I hope the dinosaurs win. <laughs> That's what they're teaching down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, buddy. You on know that note. On that note, my dude. This is a good app. This is a good all over the place catch up app. What, what did we say we we're calling this? I was going to call it K, K, C A T dash C H up. Colon. Like cat chup. Or. But like in the in the or like in Birdman, how it's Birdman or 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 bong to bong, bongs for bong, yeah, bongs for bong, yeah. I'm into it. Hey everybody, go ahead and rate, subscribe, tell your friends, do all that. We're on Spotify. Listen to that shit. Sean went through the effort to put us on fucking Spotify. Subscribe, listen. It was actually a lot easier than I realized. Well. Okay, then I. But thank you for the uh, thank you. I was trying to guilt people, man. (laughs) No, we're cool. We don't need your uh, pity listens. Just listen to us if you like us. I'll take your pity listens. I I mean, I will too. Oh God, what does that mean? Um, corporate sellouts. We'll be back with more apps. Definitely, no time to die for sure. Oh shit, that's sneaky soon. That's like April. April. I don't know if I'll have time for that. (laughs) What's up? The name's Bond. Jimmy Bond. And I'm here auditioning as Jason Statham. (laughs) And as Jason Statham, I'm here to endorse these two fine young men as five-star boys. (laughs) (laughs) Did I sound like a weird automated thing? You kind of did, yeah, especially at the end. The selection you have chosen was not available in this location of southeastern Brunswick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, man. Have a good night. Buddy, you have a good night. Bye. Peace, everybody. Bye. Darn.